This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Around the table today, we have Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns, big man on the board, Chris Sims, uh, and our most professional and fired host, Jim Franklin. Uh, I'm Jay Thompson, and here's what we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, Mark did some fishing, um, and we had a little topic we wanted to talk about with some fly-to-fly line, mm-hmm. um, or line-to-fly, you know, uh, however you want to do it. And Mark has the way he w- likes to do it, and we'll have to listen to it. Uh, he was in a magazine article. We're going to talk a little bit about that. It was really awesome. It was a great write-up. Uh, we'll get into that. And <coughs> It was the American Fly Fishing. The May-June issue. Heck, yeah. Um I did a little bit of fishing, <coughs> floating, and uh, some bowfin fishing. Um, we, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some boat safety and things you can do on the water to make sure you're safe on the water. Uh, we got a care package from a buddy we want to go over, and uh, some 4th of July festivities that we took in part of. Um, but before all that, Mark, who sponsors our show? They were brought to you by Yeti. See, Crims, or Sims got the new clear bottle. They released them out, so check mm. them out. You got Sims Fishing. Check them out at simsfishing.com. Fresh and salt water. A-Rex hooks. Been playing with the uh, new two, what's that? SA-210, the Bob Clouser salt water. What's well, a neat J-style hook. That's a fun variety. Kind of mini Buford type, a little bit of bulkier flies. Works fantastic for them. Also good hollow fly. And we've got this one, Cortland. Cortland Lens. Yeah, we're not. Oops, sorry, guys. <clears throat> Friends of the show, we've got Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies at Muskie Fool, and the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, which brings me to an announcement. Beast <laughs> of the East 2023 registration is over. They have completely filled up their roster for the 32 teams, 33 mm-hmm. teams. And I don't think it's ever been anywhere close to it, has it? Well, nope. that's why, like, last week we, were, we didn't want to say a number because it was so close that it was like, man, we're going to say this and people in a couple days, but well, you guys only sent a show. There was uh, how many openings? And it's, we knew, like, by the time we even got this out by Monday morning, it could have dang near have been full. And, yeah. But they are taking a waiting list. So if any teams end up backing out. And you know by the end, like come September, a team or two is going to back out. It yep. always happens every year. Something comes up. Somebody, you, know, you never know. Yep. So, so get your information in to them anyway, and they'll tell you what number you are on the waiting list. And hopefully you can come. But Hopefully uh, it's not like uh, the waiting list lines were for the hunting license. <laughs> right. <laughs> hopefully you're not. 75,000 or 175,000 <laughs> yeah. in line. Yeah, you are number 69,131. Uh, but this is great. It's this grown is, this, It's grown. I mean, last year, there were only 30 teams, and they didn't cut off registration or anything. And this year, you know, it was open for, what, a, a month? Tops? No. I think it made it – I think it was – I think it might have been three weeks, but it may have even been less than that, but – yeah, so awesome. Three weeks. So awesome work. It's an awesome tournament. I'm looking forward to seeing all the teams there. Like we talked about, we had some shake up on, shake ups on some teams. We have some uh, some teams that usually go that didn't get in on time. So it's oh, really? going to be cool. It's going to be a good time. I know our good buggy, uh, good buddy Torgy got his uh, team in. Uh, so he'll be out there. He'll be hanging out. So. 
<clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a huh. great time. Can't wait to get up there and see all the guys uh, getting the information for the camp next door here. So we can open that thing up too. Cool. That's going to uh, be a lot of fun. Dad said, Already Dad knows that guy well, and he said he's more than likely, you know. It's a go. We got three months and we're already got the group chat going for food. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like (laughs) dinner's planned already. Yeah, dude, Derek reached out and he's like, we should talk about food. I'm like, yes, let's talk about food. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm sticking with what I've been doing a lot lately. It's been good. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that and bring that for the beast. Well, Rick says he's bringing cobia steaks. And uh, I had to call him out. I was like, Rick, you got to catch cobia in order to bring us cobia to eat, right? Because we might want a backup plan. Bring some hot dogs, just in case. He said, he said he's working on it. He know? is. I, I have faith. Diligently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's down there trying to, trying to damn this to stick a cobia. I have, I, have, I have faith that he'll do it. but He'll get one. Yeah. Only a matter of time. So, Mark, you did some fishing, and uh, we'll get into those topics and everything. Do you want to start on that? Yeah, the fishing itself was fairly lackluster, though. I don't really got a whole lot to hit on on that one, but we had at least uh, a little bit of cold front came through. So mm-hmm. our, our temps have been still relatively reasonable. I mean, by end of day, a lot of the water is still so low and kind of cloudy now. You're getting up upper 70s. But still, through, I mean, Friday, by the time we were done, we are still only running like 74. Wow. But, I mean, we had a lot of water. You know, the clarity issue was pretty rough. Once we started getting down in and you got past a couple of the feeder creeks, they were just straight. I mean, it, I'm not saying they were chocolate milk, but if you were standing six inches of rapid, you could see bottom. And that was about it. Wow. <laughs> Other than that, no, it was it was rough towards the bottom end of it. But, I don't know, kind of new, trying to learn a few new things. I We did probably put two straight hours in the morning in with a popper. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Wow. Mike, Michael went. He, he, I started because the first couple of places we went through was just smally. So I was like, here, just pitch the five weight real quick. And then once we got going, I was like, all right, here's the option. She's like, well, let's do the popper. I'm like, all right, let's roll with it. And he rolled for a good probably two hours. And then he like looked at me like, I'm done with this thing. I was like, I know the feeling. So <laughs> <laughs> he switched. I got up there and I made about five casts. And I looked at him and said, yeah, me too. Reeled it up, put it in. That was kind of the last. I think right shortly after that, I popped the reel off and <laughs> threw something else on. I love throwing musky poppers because I, I, like, I like the anticipation, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're bringing that across and it's making some noise. And you know, like any second that thing could blow up. And then everybody's going nuts. Oh, Problem is, waiting for it. there's so many seconds that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, he did well with it. There were some areas that I mean, we didn't have really enough current with, so you couldn't work it kind of down below you and let it go. But he had a nice steady just boom, 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 going through. I was running like a, a big six-aught single blockhead. Okay. And it was doing really exactly. I was like, you know, I'm going to try this and try this and kind of see. But once that got going and he had a good cadence with it, I was like, no, that's doing everything we need. That's going to strum up business. If that isn't, nothing else is. Yeah. And as low as the river is and been, so you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a fish problem, not a Michael or a fly yeah, problem. Yeah, in the night, you know, I woke up that morning at 4.30 with it just completely downpouring and went to bed with, you know, lightning. So, I mean, we had just, it, it, the conditions weren't for it. I was trying to, just because how much I've been tying, it's just been all day. So what time I do, I need to get off the, like, out of the chair for a little bit. Because after, like, you know, six, seven straight days of 12 hours, things start to hurt. So it's like, I need exercise, move around, let's row. So I've been trying to pick and choose what days I do go off of best conditions. And 
that front looked like it was going to bring all rain, and it brought a lot of lightning, and I think that probably didn't help. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> we at one spot found some smallmouth, one about 15, one about 16. So got a couple of least decent fish there. Yeah. But that was Got some it. sweet pictures. Yeah, they came out good. Yeah, they really did. But we're meeting in the morning and getting everything ready, and I was like, you know what? I want to be back by like 2, get some deer tails processed. So I just reached in the freezer, grabbed a bag, not thinking anything of it, and about 2 o'clock came. We got to the takeout, and I was like, I want to see what's down there. So I went the whole way down to where that big pole is. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty decent row back. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm like going down in the winds with me. I'm like, eh, and just. Then I look back, I'm like, oh, whoa. There's like a bend, and then there's a long stretch, and then uh, it's up there. Mm-hmm. So by the time we got back up around there, it was like 3.30. Got home at 4, took the tails out, and there's 48 of them in there. Like, oh, this is going to... Like, right after I got off the phone with you. Yeah, it was 85, 86 yeah, degrees, too. I hauled. <laughs> it took me till about 9 o'clock. I got them finished up. I Manab mean, Tony is probably one of the best bags I've pulled in a while, too. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Good. The takeout area. How many flies? How many flies of yours will 48... Let's say, let's say singles. How many flies will 48 tails do? Singles, you're pro- you can do... It's so hard to say. Every tail is different. Right. If you've got a really big, heavy tail, you can do upwards of 10 singles out of it. Realistically speaking, most of them are going to do three to four good ones, and then you're going to have a little bit of bottom and top left to work with on other stuff. Yeah, for some saltwater and stuff, the, yeah. for smaller stuff. Yep, and then you're going to have like some bulkhead stuff or usually a little bit of hollow down at the bottom. But realistically speaking, most are going to do three, four good ones, five, six, phenomenal giants, eight to ten. Nice. For singles, but double-wise, yeah, you're only getting a couple out of each one. You're blowing through but, like, I dye four of each color right now just so I'm not doing massive amounts out of what I'm doing. Right. Dying four, make it a, usually the next day. Wow. Yeah, so it's like I'm dying, like, as it's like, okay, I'm doing these ones, these ones, these ones, but, I mean, that'll be 20, 20 flies or so. It'll make it a day and a half or so. Wow. That's fascinating, more than, more than anything. <laughs> Well, I'd like, uh, I intend to bring you one full day's worth of tying this fall. I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to start. <clears throat> yeah, I got to get some more lined up for this year, but I still got a couple bags left to go. But season's going to be coming up. Problem is, the first few weeks of season, tails are kind of very meh. Yeah. Well, you let me know. I've got, I've got a couple processors I can. <clears throat> probably will. I got a couple out, and it's, you just get to them little ones and few of them here and there and gun season comes you need three or four and i'm set i mean yeah. crying out loud i mean think of how many some of these places are doing i mean even the small ones are doing 100 150 that week mm-hmm. get four or five of them good for the year so even until about 500 a year so um even on that like topic you just kind of hit on uh so you notice bucktail being better later in the year oh, absolutely. The fuller, the quarter it gets. Yeah. Like, yeah so yep. their winter coat is a much nicer bucktail than what you'll get from mm-hmm. their summer coat mm-hmm. or yeah. an October they're buck, all, a September oh, buck. Sorry. Wow. That thing shot up for some reason. They're always going to have the same like length usually. Mm-hmm. Like you can see a deer in September and have super long tails, but the fibers grow as it gets colder and they pack right. more on. That's when your fibers get longer. That makes sense. But they're real stringy in September. You know, even if you get a tail that has length to it, you're, you may only get a fly or two out of it. There's very little density to it. They're just light. There's not much to them. They're usually hard. They don't have much crinkle to them. They don't want to flare. They're just, they're depleted. 
sure. know, it's just like anything else. They're not getting enough nutrients to them to grow and do what they should. Then you get into like real cold January, like a muzzleloader one. Oh, they're just fluffy and dense and crinkly and just they're pretty. They're really nice looking tails. Polar wonder, opposite. Wonder if it has to do with just the even the extremity of like the weather. I mean, yeah, like the heat. Absolutely, it being it's cold, heat. cold, cold, mm-hmm. and then that drying out their tail more even in itself? No, it could, yeah. I mean, because it's not like it's one or two. It's all of them. You get a, you know, September and early October bag, the whole bag's that way. I mean, you're making clousers and that's it, or junk. So, sure. I mean, there's, there's even ones that you look at and you're just, no, not even wasting my time. Right. There's nothing to it. That's neat. <clears throat> Heck, yeah. Yeah. I I don't get to use it enough, you know. I I do, and you I got a little bit of a problem trying. Yeah, to. I I I do well when I can, but uh, again, I can't use too much bucktail. I'll end up not being able to breathe, breaking no. out. Can you Claritin yourself, and then I, I Allegra myself. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Allegra <laughs> works better for me. Yeah, I'll Allegra, and then I'll t- tie a few flies if I have to. You know, if I'm if I'm missing something or I want a certain color of something, I'll sure. just I'll, okay. Well, dope myself up and. <laughs> Go to go at uh, it for a little while. At least yeah. it doesn't make you groggy, right? You know. Well, I ha- I I took the uh, the Zyrtec because uh, apparently God found it fit this year to give me allergies for the first time ever, which is awful. Uh, and I started with Zyrtec because they're like it's stronger. Uh, I took it. Ninety minutes later, I was asleep at my desk. I mean that stuff knocked me out. Donk. And it didn't work either. Like, it did nothing for my allergies. No, it just made me tired. And you found that the Claritin did, though? Yeah, the Claritin really... Cl- huh. Claritin's the one for me. Now, I'll, I haven't tried Allegra, so it might work, too. But once I found one that worked, and it, and it lasts about 12 hours for me. They're like, well, you need one every 24 hours. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Some you larger. Well, maybe it's because I'm two people effectively like sure. maybe it was tested on a 150 pound person so a 300 pound person needs one every 12 hours <laughs> i don't know but i need i need one every 12 hours you know sometimes i'll even just double up the allegra i yeah. have some seriously bad allergies and have had bad allergies my whole life i this, mean t- terribly bad like been in the hospital with shots in the ass of cortisone on multiple multiple occasions for all kinds of different things for cats wow from Oh, poison ivy. A lot more when I was younger. Uh, oh, I, I, oh, I remember just waiting, not you know, knowing what was half coming and like waiting. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna stink. You know, right in that meat of your butt there, you know, and oh, terrible. Being a kid, just oh, here we go. Oh, and then you're, you know, it hurts for yeah. When two I was weeks a, after, it feels like when I was a kid, I used to get fall allergies, like until I was like 15, right? Like in the fall, whatever came out my body was like you don't like this (laughs) so you're gonna get a sinus infection eventually and bronchitis and strep throat and did the same with your hair after a while too it certainly did (laughs) 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 you piece of crap (laughs) really good (laughs) only the hair on my head hey is that bourbon good Mm -hmm. that bourbon's super good wow I, that is delicious. I'm going to go and get another bottle of that. I don't blame yeah. you. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone single barrel. Man, She's a 119 proof, so it's got a little heat. But yeah, it's ooh, hot. Is it tasty? It didn't yeah. really feel that bad. 
No, maybe I'm just starting to grow a set. Was there or, ice? Or in you your were cup? gonna notice it. Yeah, yeah, but that's that probably There's the little, ice. Oh, a little ice in it. Yeah, so that probably helped. Yeah, a, a little lot. bit of ice would oh, really open would... this up and calm it down a lot. But I'm telling you, your palate will open up a bit because you've been trying to like everything yeah. he brings. Like, oh, try and try that, and you, you'll definitely notice it's yeah. Yeah, but, started the even you know Tim, my buddy Tim. He uh, he's a bourbon drinker, so trying a few different things with him being out you know on the water a few weeks ago and. Being here with all the bourbon that you bring here, um, yeah, I've, I've got I, to sip quite a bit. I look over at that table and this table, and I'm like, I've spent that much in bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Though. I think I only brought like four or five of them. Rest of them are. That's all right. That's what money's yeah. for, right? Yes. It's, can't yes. can't take it with you. No, and you shouldn't. I will not. Nope. I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Nope. Yep. I'm not trying to make my kids rich. <laughs> <laughs> not for me but that yeah that's the black label yellowstone it's uh, a long aftertaste it's nice yeah it really like good. like there's a lot of bourbons out there you're gonna drink it and then you're gonna want another sip because that that's gone but i had a i had a sip like a minute ago and i still get some of that werther's mm-hmm. in in the in the back of my throat well, like you were saying earlier it's got like a second sweetness to it it's kind of yeah. like thick that sticks to the side of your tongue and like lingers with you it's, mm-hmm. it's good if i was a like a real taster I could tell you what that is. It's yeah, kind of like uh, the sweetness level of the, that second finish of maple syrup. It doesn't taste mapley, but it's got that same mm-hmm. concentrated, thick sweetness. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's good. Definitely worth a buy. Oh, it crap. Barreled in uh, 18. Mm-hmm. 2018. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a while ago. I said, oh, crap. I, have, I still have to send John that maple syrup. <laughs> John Morris, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Sorry, John. Wonder what it, does it tell if you, you listen. So we uh, we had another topic that Mark had brought up today on our group text uh, about you know taking a fly, matching it to the line, right? Correct. So taking yeah, matching your line to the fly, not the fly to the line. And yeah. so the opposite, kind of like well, we kind of like to re- not reiterate, but. Piggyback on what we talked about last week when you like people are like, well, I'll go to 450. So you have a line. And, and I know this might not pertain to everyone because you get asked a lot, like, you know, okay, I want to get like this line and this line. What should I get? So this is kind of to give you a reasoning why. If you can only get one line, you can only get one line. But let's say you have one line and you're trying to get to whether it's a depth or get through current or get through something. That line is going to do what that is. It's going to fit a certain flyer maybe too well, but it's not going to fit them all well. So all the flies are designed to have a trigger in them. They, you know, they, there's something in, like, like every one of my flies has something that triggers a bite. So whether it's a jig, it's a side-to-side, it's a quick rapid turn or what have you, there's a reason what it does. So as you change your line and you consist, like let's say you go from like an intermediate, it might not be enough to get it down. You go to a four, it gets it down further, you go to an eight, blah, 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 et cetera. But as you're going down with them, you're still keeping the action of the fly. So by doing that, you are main you like change your fly line to the fly so that you maintain the same action of it. So as you have like one line and you're trying to adjust to it, you'll have a fly that's going to kind of mitigate the middle and, and take and, and work extremely well. But if you were trying to, you know, hit all avenues, like an intermediate, a four and an eight and having the lines, and then use that to get your fly where you need it. Rather than taking your fly and getting it down based off of, okay, I have this line, I either need this much weight or this density or what have you to get the fly down, 
use your line to get the fly to the depth you want. So that fly is always doing the same thing. That's There's a long I, way of beating around the bush to the point, but... That's why I love the triple density lines. Because, I mean, if you're throwing a depth charge out there, right? You got a sink 10 or a sink 12. There are some flies that aren't going to work. Yeah. Because they're being pulled down. And, and that's the tough part. If you have not a, coming horizontal. If you have a full straight 30-foot sink that's or even a whole way through a full line sink, it's hard because it's pulling it down. But a lot of these tapers, like even on like the 28 and the 26-foot heads on the Cortlands, I mean, the way yeah. that they are, they stay up. So that it's bringing it down to a depth. So if you have like, let's say, let's just take a, a single Buford and the fish is at four feet and you only have maybe 20 feet to get it there. Well, you can probably do it with a four. An intermediate or a three may be tough. You can throw it up close, mend it high, let it sit, let it bring, 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 and then you can get it there. Where an eight is going to be a short period of time to get it in there. So you're going to, you know, take a lot less time. But or you, So you got to figure out what, where the fish are eating at, what it yep. needs to go, so that you can keep that fly keeping that same action with it. Yeah, and those fish, I mean, muskie have eyes on the top of their head. They're like sharks, right? So if you're going below or beside a muskie, it's not going to pay as much attention as it would if it's above it, given that shark-like behavior. So if you're yeah, you don't ever really want you don't <clears throat> want to run below a muskie. No. So if you're fishing, if that fish is at four feet, you want to fish it between one and three feet, because that the muskie's going to see it. The question is, does the muskie care enough to do anything about that fly? And the answer is usually no. But when it is, you want it to be above it. So if that fish is at four, find your line, find your cadence and your distance to keep that fly between one and three feet. Cadence is important there too, because if you're burning flies through, even with a sink eight, you're not going deep. No, you're not no, you're not trying to in that point. Though. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then like even in a lake situation, you know, we'll fish at the beast. Sometimes yeah. I feel like myself, I don't let my fly line sink deep enough i don't sometimes you know you'll count it down let it count let it give it a count whatever it be so you know you're getting at least down close enough mm -hmm. to where they're going to be at like a drop off or uh you know change of uh depth or how that what have you i always notice sometimes i don't do that enough and i think that's some problems that i have you know, oh, we're in, well, in it, the we're tiny bit of musky fishing i do we're fishing the river at the beast though this year are you yeah for sure Good for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's the river's been on fire this year. It's only going to get better this fall. Totally, hundred percent. And that's something too, though. You can also take, let's say, like a sink eight. And you can go to like a double river pig with, you know, marabou or, or a fox up front. That's going to help bring that to that line speed the whole way down with you. So instead of having to sit and wait for it to pull Buford the whole way down, if you know a single river pig is only going to do so much, but you get to the double, now you're still getting more action out of it. You're getting it working down there. You can use a changer. You can take a changer and run it down there. That's going to maintain that action. Don't use a buoyant head. Use something with, like, you know, whether it be a epoxy or what have you, something that's going to get it down. So, I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, ideas you can do for that depth with different lines, too. So it's like you're only going to do so much of the Buford when you're trying to get one down super deep. That's the tough part. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm running a Buford deep, what I'm really wanting to do with it is let it hit, as soon as it hits, I'm going to strip out a little bit of line, feed it out in front of the rod, and I'm going to take the rod, and I'm going to bury it down. I mean, you've seen me do it how many times? Mm -hmm. And bury all of that down as far as you can possibly go and get that line down with it so that everything is kind of getting down so you're not getting that fly to go down and then bring itself right back up. 
or you're losing a lot of your depth. You want to try to maintain that line as long of a period as it is from that fly straight so that it's working that. So like we've talked to like Willen before, that's one nice thing with changers. When you go super deep, you know it's doing something down there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even a Buford, yeah, it's going to do something as it's pushing water, but is it going to be straight head bobbing? Is it going to be doing like a sidekick and then bowing right up? A lot of times that's what they're going to want to do because the line isn't the whole way down level to it or below it, the line's above it. So you get an action or it's coming, and I don't want a head bobbing Buford, period. Right. I want that thing swimming side to side, and when I stop, I want it laying dead level. And then even though you may think, you know, something with dumbbell eyes isn't going to do that down at that depth, yeah, it is because the line's above it. So it'll kick side to side, and it can't drop straight down because you're so far down, the line's still holding itself level while the rest of it's dropping. So you can work different types of dumbbell eyes and work super deep and still get a great side-to-side action. Yeah, or even your minnow. Oh, 100%. A a double minnow is my favorite going deep fly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options you can do to kind of work deeper and still maintain a good action, but there's some flies that once I start going to certain depths, I just take off the table because it's going to take too long to get to where I want it. But, you know, current-wise, it's different. You can still take a Buford and get it down four feet in strong current with a sink eight. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and then current, you, get a, and you get a great action out of a Buford and current. Yeah, current's your friend there, mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you could definitely change the lines of the flies, keep the action, and really just change your depth to get to where the fish are and keep that trigger on it. So coming into, like, an early fall uh, type of situation, we'll be coming into here in the next month or so, when do you you stay a little smaller in the beginning of September, you know, into October, and then I know all the flies get, you know, they get bigger as we get into cooler weather into like the big eating at times, you know, November yeah, and, is a time like that. And even at that, in all honesty, in my, I fish bigger flies based off of the water I'm on. So a lot of the areas, I'll fish singles all through the winter. It just depends on the area. Because if the bait fish, they're small, or we're fishing smaller rivers, they're tending to be eating that. Some of the big rivers, no. I'm going to be fishing a lot of 12-inch stuff. I mean, because that's what the suckers and what have you, they're eating. You get into some of the lakes where we're talking about giant fish, I want to kind of weed out some of the smaller fish there. Right. So more of that depends on the water. But, yeah, I mean, your tendency is is they're going to be putting a bigger meal on. So as we get to, like, the November range and December, yeah, I'm almost gearing straight big, big. But in the September and stuff, no, I'm still going to be working. Depends on temperature. I'll be working speed and usually... I'm trying a lot more now with like uh, like rapid, quick movement flies. Yeah, I mean Rick caught Snappy his forty-one fly. at on the beast on a single black. Yeah. Yeah, nope. I mean singles are just gonna year year. I mean an eight-inch fly is always gonna get eight year round. Yeah, hundred percent. That's my favorite fly to throw to is a single minnow because it's aerodynamic. Yeah, they're not uh, hard to cast. We caught the fish that uh, beat you guys on a uh, mini. Mm-hmm. In the last half hour. You mean you mean took first place. That fish didn't beat Rick's fish. No, sure, 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 <laughs> sure, sure. That, that, that took first place, yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, put yeah. us in first place. Yep. <coughs> Who's mini, though? Who uh, who tied that mini? Mark. Huh. They do, I do well with those. <laughs> they have, I've caught a lot of different fish on them, uh, from hybrids, um, smallmouth, walleye. I caught saltwater stripers on them. <coughs> Not yeah, as many a, as I caught good on fly. the race flies, <laughs> but packed one of them up with them eels. Man, they're good. I had one in my box, and I was like, I don't use this thing. Take it. If you get the silver sides and you're fishing small, use it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Threw a couple flat wings in there too. Love them things. Just I don't fish them. Where am I gonna fish? Yeah, it's a ten-hour drive over there. It's worth it. I know. But you got to have a good weather week, and and it could even change on a dime then, right? Like you check the weather, and you're like, oh man, there's some bluebird days. We're gonna go sight fishing for stripers. Mm-hmm. Four hours before, it's like, oh, there's a nor'easter here. You're not doing anything. <laughs> I feel like that's the way fishing goes sometimes, though. Yeah. You know? Anytime you seem to plan it out or put something, it always just, something comes, usually comes and kicks you right in the teeth. And, and the, even like another one, like I go, you know, decent amount. I try taking a few trips a year, different places, and, and going to, I've been going to, you know, the Niagara for years and years and years on end now. Uh, and to see, you know, you go there and you see, see, see the great days, like, you, you know, and you live one of them. And boy, it just every time, you know, now, now, now that that memory is in your head. And that's, that's there. That's, that's the benchmark. And that's where you're like, you're after that. Every time you go down there, I'm after that day again. You know, I'm after that day, me and my dad and uh, his buddy had a couple years ago. You know, you're, you're like, oh my God, you know, it's there. You know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes the weather gives you two inches of uh, ice instead. And uh, you can barely walk out of the place. One of, one of my best <laughs> days on the Cape, uh, so we, they used to have this thing every year called the Spring Clave, right? The flyfishingforum.com used to be a big thing, and it was huge with the striper community, the fly fishing striper community. And we had a lot of British members, and so they staged a British invasion. They get hybrids over there? Or not hybrids, I'm sorry, stripers? No, they do Real not. stripers? Nope. Huh. So they come over to the Cape to fish for them. And there were a couple really, really cool dudes. And we ended up going to the bar the night before this. And everybody's like, all right, we're going out tomorrow. We're going to hit the flats. And there used to be a boat there that would take us over to the flats. And he, he could take 16 people, take us over to Monomoy, fish the flats. And uh, we closed down the Squire in Chatham. And I mean, and we earned it. Like, it was one of the few times I had to call my mom. And I'm like, I can't drive home. Come get me. At all. I got into a chugging contest with an ex-Royal uh, Marine from the UK. I can drink fast. Fast. Right? I, can, I can't I can open my throat like you see the old guy from the man show do. Yeah. But this guy could. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't keep up. I could. And I was, I was impressed. And I'm like, I got to try again. I got to try again. I was like, now let's try car bombs. Now let's try this. Oh. And that's my, that's my anti-drug oh, right car there. Bomb. Car bombs. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm ever anywhere and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not drinking. And they're like, do you want a car bomb? Yes, I do. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> they're my favorite. Hmm. But every, so half the people bailed the next day. We were also, also hung over. Uh, my brother and I, and, and, and whoever could make it went out. And really, there were like 20 of us playing, 10 made it. But it was bluebird skies, almost no wind, enough wind to put some chop on the water so the fish could get within like 20, 30 feet. And it was all day. You'd spot two or three swimming, sight fish to them, bang, bring a fish in, throw up, uh, and and just keep walking around and doing it. And I mean, I puked. Twice that day, my brother puked five or six times. I know other guys threw up just from being hungover, but it was one of the best days I've ever had there fishing. 
crazy. Uh, and it was supposed to be a, a crap day. Like we were going to, we didn't know we were going to be able to hit the flats. We thought it was supposed to be windy and overcast and we were going to go down to the rip where you just stand there and you cast into the rip, blind cast into the rip, let it swing through. And there's big fish in the rip, but it was awesome. Better in the flat. Oh, the flats That's are something there that always puzzles me. Blue, you know me. I hate bluebird skies. Yeah. Oh, you can pack it up and go home. I hate it. It is what it is. And I've had some of the best days, and I've caught my biggest fish on bluebird skies. Yep. I don't know what it... Nine times out of ten, it's like, it's junk. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the, you know, both days, I think I got to 48 and a 47. We're both three fish days, both bluebird skies. Sunny as all get out and nice. Yep. Well, there's no there's no pressure, right? Like those, those sunny days. It's got to be a point where you know there's a consistency level because the gear guys yep. love it because they all drop deep and they control them at 10 mile an hour. Yep. Well, we love right post consistency because then they're all pushed and you can get to them accessible. Yep. And there's got to be like a point in there where it just like hits. Yep, and those those you'll see it with anything smallmouth. How many days have you been on a river on a bright sunny bluebird sky and it's shit, and then all of a sudden you hit one and you catch like sixty fish. You're like, what the heck happened today? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that's know, why it makes you it makes you baffled some days. Yeah. You're like, and it's I like what you do, and you you are very you know vigilant about what you do, and like taking down temperatures and things of that nature. You always write in your book. I don't know if you still do that. I monitor the temperature as I'm tying all day. Every two, three hours, I check all the levels and everything. I mean, I'm, I'm always watching what's in, yeah, right. And sh- right well, I mean, like down. when you were, you I know, still, you yeah, right fishing. Right now, oh, yeah, and, yeah. Absolutely, still write everything down. That's, Every that's, you know, and you'd always look back to those days and say, oh, this was a 60 fish day. It was this temperature, this, you know, even if you, I, I feel like the barometer has so much to do with everything, you know, and I, there's, there's, I think there's a period of consistency sometimes where it gets too consistent for too long and things get stagnant. But I feel like after, like you were talking about, like the instability thing, with and this on the smallmouth and maybe not musky so much. But then you, a few couple days after, once you get the consistency back, they'll really get their and, feeding in. And I think a lot of that too plays in the time of the year. And there's a shift pattern when they know. Like, okay, it's going to get hot. It's going to get low. They know what's coming. And you always have, like, a shift in there with them. And even, like, with muskie, that first time you get that water drops down into the 60s. You know I mean? That it, that shift, like, okay, fall's coming. Fall's coming. Yep. We're, we're, you know, we know the feedback starts, and it's like you get that period in September where it just goes bananas. And then, again, you have that shift there, like, at the end of the year where all of a sudden it starts getting down in the 30s. All right, we know it's coming. You know, freeze is coming. It's going to get that really, really cold. And you've got that period. I mean, I personally, oh, man, I love 33 to 36. I love that temperature. But it's a very hard temperature to fish. You get that 36 to 39, and they know it's coming down and it's going. Boy, you get them periods like that where they'll just go bananas again. Yeah. But that 33 to 36, when you can just sit and just work that fly and fish it, Real and slow. Just, oh, and just, you know, and then you, you'll even watch them just coming up super slow and like almost nudging it. Then you get them within the range. It's like, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Get the speed into them. And then you get that last charge. It's mm. it's one time of the year where you can just get them to creep and just charge it at the end. You get that flare. I got to catch a muskie this year. That's what it's all about. That flare. When's your last one? Other, so if you oh, take I away your, your accidental creek muskie, are you back to your original three? 
day? No, no, I got one on Woodcock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. little baby. Yeah. But it was still a muskie. Hey, counts. I don't remember what kind of fly it was on, but still counts. Yeah, I remember that one now. Yeah. That's yeah. Chad's drift boat. Yep. 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 Mike. Uh, I was his, him and his brother in law. Uh, yeah, I got to get one this year. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'll yeah. be out there. I've got, uh, I've got a lot more that I'd like to catch this year. A lot more, like specifically, like the first weekend of October. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for one that weekend too. Like that idea. That would be terrific. A lot. Yeah, that'd be great. But if I don't, I don't. I'm gonna keep messing with them through the summer and just monitor when when I can get out and if it's a little short three or four hour windows while you're talking, you know, mid seventies or you know, we're still getting low seventies for the next couple of weeks in the mornings. You got windows still ten, eleven o'clock on most of them, still good. And even at that, it's still not what's killing me is it's not that bad out through the day. Big river's below three feet again. Yeah. And you don't got enough room to run it. And and the problem is there's no water at the reservoir. So they're cutting flow to the big river and that was my goal this year is to figure more of that river out now i've still got all fall and winter right and you know it hasn't frozen in years so the ice issue hasn't been an issue so you know there's no question we can fish it in november december january absolutely yeah i'm looking forward to it oh i'm down for some january fishing oh Love winter. I can't. I'm already ready. I can't wait for winter fishing. Yeah, the only winter winter time's my favorite. Uh, yeah, it, you guys look like well, Mark. I know Mark bundles up like I do. You you you, you like the winter. Yeah, I'm built. We, for we it. already talked about this a couple it's, times. And it's you, my yeah, jam. Yeah, you wear like you have like a a V neck on and like and like, <laughs> and like a, lo- a, a sleeveless yeah sleeveless vest sleeveless flannel. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> I me, I've got. 700 layers and a Sims insulated challenger jacket on just to stay warm. But I feel like once I put that jacket on, I don't feel a thing. Dude, those jackets, the the biggest thing for me uh, and the reason I can wear less is every vest I wear is windstopper of some sort. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing to staying warm is stopping that wind from hitting your core. Yeah, a good shell is great. Yep, absolutely. That that windstopper... You know, back in the early 90s when it didn't exist, I bundled up like crazy because that wind just kills you. But once that first Windstopper Sims vest came out, I still have it in my basement. Uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't fit. But I still <laughs> <laughs> but I still have it. Because <laughs> they're, they're great, that Windstopper technology. If you're going to buy a vest, spend the extra money. To make sure that whatever it is, whether it's Sitka or Orca or whoever, no, first only, light, only Sims, Sims. Yeah, only Sims. Sims is, I think, the best. I think they were. I think they effectively revolutionized. Revolutionized. That's nice. There you go. Good. Good word, dummy. Keep, keep up on the Yellowstone. <laughs> revolutionized the Windstopper technology, and it's it's great. I love it. I'm yep. looking at a Sims that uh, CX jacket because I don't I don't wear waders, so I don't want the waiter size. Because on me, that's a belly shirt, like it's above my belly button, and that it's does cropped up. Yeah, it does nothing for me. <laughs> that's not a waiter jacket; <laughs> it's a cropped up. Oh my god! All I want to see is you with your waist high, your waist uh, waiters, Sims waiters, and nothing but one of those high jackets, like the like the like the eerie guys have, like yep. the actual like guy waiting jackets that are up to your nipples. Yep, I want to see that. 
I don't oh want my to God, do that. That is going to be awesome. That, yeah. That's, that's going to be the picture. Be the fly fishing Zeke. Picture for the beast. <laughs> just your belly hanging out. Just nice the belly, jacket. right? Yeah, just the belly hanging out. <laughs> Sims waiters on, the jacket, belly mm-hmm. hanging out. I, 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 we got to have this happen. There, there's got to be there something involved for me to, to, to pose for this. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at the CX. A little more Yellowstone. <laughs> I, I have the Challenger pants. I like those a lot. Uh, I don't want the pro guide jacket because I don't need $700 worth of waterproofing. Uh, if I was on the water a lot during the rain, I'd consider it. But that CX jacket is super nice. Super nice. I tried to order one from Musky Fool uh, last year, and uh, I called up and Gabe's like, some dude just ordered the last of the three Xs like mm. 10 minutes ago. And he said, we get them from Sims, and they're sold out at Sims. And I was like, all right, it's okay, I'll wait. I'll live. I'm looking into a new pair of waders this year, I think. I don't know if I'm just going to get the same pair I had last time because they lasted me long. A few, four years, five years. And I'm mm-hmm. not out there That's all the time, but I'm out there most weekends. It's pretty good for a set of waders. Yeah, four or five I, years. I, I beat the crap out of them. They've made their four or five trips up to the Big River. and you know, So they've, they've lasted me long enough. and they're, They still don't have holes, but they're starting to show wear and tear. So that's a good reason for me to buy a new pair, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So. Mine are leaking bad. So I got to get fixing them. That's why I bought those new ones this year. Is mine, mine were leaking. I had four or five holes in each foot. And, but I, I wore the, sh- the crap out of those on the cape. And there's not much worse for waders than sand in your boots. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's so my dad goes through a pair every year, effectively. Yeah, but he'll send them back to Sims and they're like, well, these are pretty done. So we can get you this, send us a hundred bucks and you're fine. But they won't Man. they won't give him a discount based on his last name, which is a shame. Oh yeah, I mean you know, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Um, we're going to move on to our next topic. Uh, Mark uh, was put into a magazine. Tell us about this, Mark. This is awesome, uh, dude. It's real. That's a real. This is a really cool thing, man. I, I, man, that's a good article yeah. too. American yeah, Fly a, Fisher. Um, Don Roberts wrote the article. John Shuey, the editor, he did all the photography and the fly photography is it's it's awesome. It's really cool to see. Just kind of you know see it done in that manner. It, it's awesome, but. To see your stuff, yeah, professionally photographed in a magazine—that's that's still kind of weird. That's awesome. Sitting looking at it, actually. Uh, to see yeah. your 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 mug in there with some fish, you know, I was uh, I was in the boat for one of the fish that is in the magazine, and yeah. that's pretty cool. Even I feel like from in, in itself, like man, we were together, kicking ass out there. Mark was like, he the one the picture, you know, I, I remember that's you kind of bleeding like a stuck pig. Yeah, you'd kind of you kind of you didn't think the fish was as big as it was. You remember you were yeah. nah, it's thirty something. Like no, nah, I, I don't know, Mark. I think that's busting the forty mark. I don't know. Let's let's put it on the bump board. All right, put it on the bump board. And it be about forty one. Yeah, forty one. Beautiful, beautiful fish. But man, that's it's cool. Right. Like the write up as well. Like great write up, man. Wow. He did. I mean, I, like he kind of got with me, and here's what I'm looking for, and I spent some time and gave him a few pages of you know information, and kind of broke it down, wrote it all, and he did. Yeah, he said did a great job. And, Impressed with it, though. You it's know, the overall article itself is great. He did great a really, article. really good job. Yeah. It was awesome. I was... Uh, it was a 
I'm proud of you. More more than anything, like that's yeah, that's what I, that, I wanted to say. You that's know, that's a milestone. Absolutely. Appreciate it. That's, yeah, that's yeah, it's weird. So everybody, go out there, uh, find the May June American Fly Fishing Magazine, uh, and if you can't find it in stores, go online and pick yeah. up they American won. Fly Fishing Magazine, the May June edition. I bought one online. I may just have to go in. buy one myself. Yeah, yeah I picked absolutely. up a couple. Because I know a famous person now, which is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, I had... Out. Thank gosh it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I wouldn't have fit that. I wouldn't have fit through the doorway today. That's correct. <laughs> oh, I, oh, geez. Guys, 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 Jeez I'm in a magazine. Oh, I'm yeah. in a magazine. I don't know I'm if, famous. I don't, I don't know if you know this <laughs> or not, but I'm in a magazine. You got, are you even supposed to be in the same room as me, fellas? <laughs> That's like, like we were talking about earlier. We I've, I've had, like, I had to do another bio for something else here, actually. We talked about last week, Hatch. It's like I I don't know I don't like doing that. Self promotion's like hard. Look, I had to write like you know you're even like third you're doing third person. I was like yeah. It's like I don't like doing this. And like I'd I'd write something and I'd like call my wife and I'd be like, I, it sounds like I'm like just toting myself. She's like Mark, that's what you're doing. Yeah, that's what you're supposed that's to what, do. If you read exactly what they told you, it's what you're doing. I'm like I don't I don't like doing it. Like well, you have to. So just finish it. Yeah. We, uh, I went through the same thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like I just dragged my feet. Doing, uh, I don't like doing that, but it's, it is what it is. We had to do a website for work. Our CEO said, I want every office to have a website. And uh, they're like, we need you to write your bio. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, we can ask you questions and then formulate it. There you go. And they did. And it looks as freaking cookie cutter as possible. <laughs> I don't care. My mug's on there, uh, I, it, but my bio ends. Uh, you can find him most weekends uh, fly fishing in the Allegheny <laughs> or stomping through the woods with his wife and boys. There and I'm like, go. that really, Perfect. that yeah. encapsulates me. Yeah. Forget the business end of things. I want to <laughs> stomp through the woods. <laughs> Either on his fish. boat or make yeah, a maple syrup. Yeah. Stomping through the woods with a bottle of bourbon in his hands. Oh, my goodness. Voila. There's Chris. I stomped through the woods today uh, when I got a phone call from my neighbor. Hey, do you have a you have a white lab? Yeah, I got two of them. Oh, good, because they're both over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, awesome. And he goes, we've been looking for them. I was like, well, we really hadn't started yet. <laughs> now that you mentioned, I do notice they're not here. Yeah, it's kind of like when the guy called about my license plate. That's right. <laughs> I'll be right over. Yeah, he's like, I got a license plate for a trailer that matches yours like, oh do you know let me go look <laughs> three weeks and went by and five trips later i realized it was gone <laughs> well who looks at their license plate underneath their boat on their trailer really should be me for how often i fell off yeah i put two zip ties on mine last time I went, all right, you're gonna be, you're gonna be there for four months now. <laughs> they're probably they're probably almost better off with the zip tie than the screws so they can move oh, those, a little bit those or screws are the worst. Yeah, because then yeah. they're just they're just gonna and then self tightening it. ones that if lock into that little groove and those, then as soon yeah. as you hit a bump they wiggle out of the groove and then they fall off. Yeah. If I ever get bolts again for my license plate, they're getting locked tight. They're getting blue up front, red in the back, they're not coming off. Well, even like ones that would break away even you know because going down some of those yeah. you know some yeah. uh putting my boat in the water today I almost smashed mine up yeah and it's put, a, put a piano hinge on yeah, there, yeah. Right? that's a good idea it, you know so yeah. it would move a little bit when you put it down break away trailer plate there you go <laughs> now dig that that's, that's good that's our ten dollar idea <laughs> we need to make that 
Let's not talk too loud on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you will make like tens of dollars. Yeah, tens. <laughs> Marketing that and selling that and doing all the work to get it to actually just double the double the, the price of the piano hinge. You make about a dollar twenty-five. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, next thing you know, SVS will be on Shark Tank and we'll be making millions breakaway hinges for your uh, license plates. Hey, speaking of which, uh, I want to talk about our stickers. Yes. Uh, we've got some really, really cool stickers. I'm happy with them. I want to gauge if I should print some more, uh, if people would uh, buy some small stickers from us on the website. Uh, really just for what I pay for them. Like, we're not trying to make money. Well, yeah, we're just trying to get our name out there. Yeah, trying to get our name out there. So uh, if you're on the Facebook page, hit us up. Uh, say, hey, we'd love some stickers. Uh, really, it's just going to cost you what I pay for the stickers and some postage. Uh, and if if you're not on the web page, you can email us at svsflyfishingpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, check that out. We have an email. Now we're moving on up. Look at us. <laughs> Just remember to check it. <laughs> it's it's on my phone. Oh, uh, there you the go. The only me- emails we've ever gotten are from uh, Apple and some girl telling me that it's time to buy the pills to enlarge my penis. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, I don't she know that girl. You read my mind. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. But that's it. So it sent me an email saying, hey, Sims, you're perfectly fine. Average is okay. <laughs> okay, you have my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. No, but really, uh, we've got some cool stickers. You know what I'll do? I'll take I'll take a pair of them home, take a picture, and I'll post them up on the Facebook group so you can take a look at them and see what you think. Hey, we'll be uh ap- we'll be right back with some of my fishing, and uh, go buy some stickers off off Chris here in SVS Fishing. Hey. Let's get some of the. We're gonna get some more fishing talk in here. Right on. I did some fishing. I've I've been out twice since the last podcast. This has probably been the longest week. I feel like. Oh my goodness. I've lived, it's, and thank oh. gosh because I needed a nice long week. Like I needed. I had four days off last weekend. So the whole weekend, three days of work. Back to the, the festivities of good times this weekend. Wonderful. Jay needed a good recharge. Good. The other days, though, I spent on a steel putting on a steel roof in ninety degrees. So that sounds awful. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, you gave a little to get a little. Whatever. You know, <laughs> that's how life works with me. You know. Um, but no, I got to. Uh, we went out on a family float on the Fourth of July, and uh, a bunch of families. Uh, a lot of people we know from the Middlesex community. You know, uh, kids that my daughter goes to school with. Chad, his family was there. How was the river uh, that day? Busy. Was there a lot of other people? There were three other kayakers. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's well, not bad were, at all. They were going on fishing. They were kind. Of, it seemed like they were kind of just having a good time as well, kind of just yeah. fishing along and having fun. I don't know if they were having as much fun as we were having. So when we get there, I'm like, hey, Chad, you know, any room in the cooler? He said, none. Zero room in my cooler. You can't even open it. Uh, no room. I'm like, huh, that's weird. All right, whatever. Yeah, didn't think anything of it. Well, we get halfway down through the river. And don't water balloons start getting tossed everywhere by kids. By da- yeah, it was, 
it was pretty cool. You know, it was fun. They it, they brought all the squirt things you could go put in the water, and you know, we're squirting water all over each other. That's I'm, cool. Everybody's soaked. It was fun. I was, I, I was taking the oar. And, and smack in the water with it, you know, because that was my only defense to right. get other people wet other than picking up water balloons that didn't pop in my boat. My boat, And uh, I missed the water and skipped off the water one time and almost knocked my wife off the boat, almost <laughs> knocked her in the head with an oar. I hit her in the shoulder. I was she like, had to be oops. mad. I was, she looked, turned around and looked at me. I'm like, oops, all right, I'll stop playing with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, man, my, my little cu- – or my nephew – uh, boy, he is an attentive kid, and I, I I talked about him on the podcast a couple times now, and he is he hunts with his dad already seven years old, and he just he listens well. He always wants to be doing what all the older guys are doing, you know. He always wants to be hanging with the guys, the men, and shooting guns, and you know. It, I think it's uh, you're allowed to take your kid out hunting at seven years old now. You need him a license and everything. Wow. And uh. I, I know Pens- like Pennsylvania's been very – it's not like it was when we were growing up where you had to be 12 years old. You have yeah. to be with your parent right next to your parent at all times, you know, even when you're 12. But right. um, he, he's gone out with his dad a lot, sitting in the woods, waking up to the birds of, you know, turkey hunting. And, man, was he out there fishing hard and good. Uh, he was with my dad and got that big Palomino this year. If anybody looks back into the pictures even on the SES, that's – my li- that's my nephew. He he's he loves it. He loves it. He's not bad. He's easy to get up. He's like, yes, I'm ready. I'm going. Let's go get this stuff together. Like he's he's, a, I love it. Like he is the one. <laughs> like the force is the force is strong in this one. He Neo, has, yes, the, the Neo of your family. He, he's he's the Luke Skywalker. The uh, whoever <laughs> you want to say. Like he the, the force is very strong in this one. Um, hopefully he doesn't. Start drinking like I did. <laughs> and he wakes up early. Let's all yeah. hope for, <laughs> for him. He finds, <laughs> finds women very young. Yeah, yeah, that can get you in trouble, oh, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, it will. It'll uh, lock you up. But he was casting so well. And I'm like, cast at the bank, man. Cast at the bank. There you go, bud. It's all you. And he's casting away. Catches a little bass. And he catches a nice big perch. I even held a, like I, had, I got a picture of him with the perch. I'll, I'll post up. Um, and... Boy, like he was, he was, he was really into it, and he, you could tell how much fun he was having casting off the front of the front of the raft because he'd never done that before, right? You know, and so then I got my daughter rowing for him, and it was a joy. My daughter rows better than most, well, better than Jim, who's not here to defend himself, yeah. uh, better yeah, than I Jace, uh, <laughs> better than a lot of my a lot of my friends. So all you have to do to be better than Jace at this point is not throw the oar in the water. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not make my wife try to swim for an oar <laughs> as I'm screaming at you. <laughs> but, yes. Well, actually, I the two biggest smallmouth I caught this year, Jace rode me into, so I, I can't talk too much mm, stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll give him his props. He's earning his, he's his gotten, keep back. He's gotten better. Nice. But, you know, she does well. She got on the oars, and, you know, she was getting pushed by a little bit of wind, so she can't really crab walk yet. So I told her how we used to do it a little more before we really got in the crab walk and roll well. In the back and then back row against yeah, it. Yeah, you know, just kind of even that, like, stage yourself so he can make good casts for a second. And then if you get blown in toward the shore, then just turn, push out, yeah, stage yourself row. to the next area. Yeah. You know, you'll work yourself in, get a few casts. Let yourself blow and into the bad spots and set yourself up for the good ones. Mm-hmm. So you'll yeah. learn, yeah. And just kept, kept working her way down. And she would turn, push out, row. And it was, it was really, she knew how to turn the boat. 
you know, effectively. Awesome. And, she, and she listens. If she got in a little bit of trouble or stuff, she said, hey, Dad, help me. I was right behind her. You know, I could just grab the oars with her hands. And, and that's even helpful, I think. When you grab the oar with their hands, so they're learning the motions and getting right. to feel the motions of doing what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. correctly. And I think that's something that, like, really helps her. And she listens better than – I'm not going to say too loud because my wife's upstairs now. Uh, she listens better than my wife. It's hard, well, to, even it's like hard to teach your wife something because they don't want to listen to you. Yeah, I don't do they're that. they're the bosses. <laughs> yeah, and even, like, Michael. <laughs> like I, about it a I <laughs> had him out Friday, and he mm-hmm. was rowing. And be like, I was telling him something. I'm like, you do it. Row with this one. And it's like you, you're trying to tell them, and it's like then they start thinking about it. It's like, no, don't think, do it. Yes. That action you're taking to think, and it's like you tell them that, and they just start, okay, they don't know it. They're not thinking about it. You're telling them, and they're just like, all right, let's go do it. And it's like, all right, perfect. Yeah. Well, I think do a, that. a kid goes into with no, you know, they have no pre, you know, disposition. They don't know that habit. They didn't no row bad. a kayak yes. yet. Yes, exactly. They haven't <laughs> rowed kayaks. They haven't rowed this. They haven't ro- they're you like, really want to set that bad habit by buying her one? You, you know, think she I, rows good now. Uh-huh. I yeah, think she... Just wait. She'll just spin in circles in another year. Get her we'll a rowboat see. instead. Get her a rowboat instead. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I think she I think she started out rowing enough that... I, I think it really helped mm, her when she got into the kayak, though. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I think it all just her... Because her know, age, she'll movement. build the yeah, kayak. Yeah, I know. I know. She'll build the on this, paddling. Yeah. Can I paddle your raft? No, you may not paddle my raft. Yeah, why, is there, r- why is there two of these? It should just be one. Can you just can, get one big one and I'll sit in the middle here? <laughs> I've had people say that to me. Can I paddle your raft? Yeah, you, no, no, you can row it. You can't paddle it. I used to say that to my one of my oldest friends uh, was a guide on the yacht for years and years and years and years and years. And he's like, they're oars. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but paddle them. Paddle them very hard. Yeah, use them for me. Oh, I just, I, I would just troll him with it. Oh, knowing, that's great. Knowing that, him off. oh, that every time it would yeah. grind his gears. Oh, that's like wet a line. Nothing gets me more. You're going to go wet a line. Oh, oh I really? I love I wet a line. No, because anybody that ever says wet a line. Usually from should, Georgia? Should, yeah, chip, typically Pitching a bobber with a worm underneath it, and we're talking about two different things here. The one that always gets me is, that's why it's called fishing and yeah. not catching. I'm like, I hate you. Oh, I love yeah. that line, too. God damn you fuckers. Yeah, it's very uh, possible, Mark, and I hate you. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, used it, I used it. That's why it's fishing, not catching all the time. Well, it's like my favorite. Maybe stop. <laughs> maybe stop. Maybe it sucks, Jay. Yeah. Okay. I put the time in to learn how to go catch. I I, I don't th- <laughs> you know, it, I, I I my thing is it's the day. I'll blame it on the day. Yeah, because it w- if it was the day we'd be catching them. Yeah, we're not I, doing I blame it on the fish. I did that for many years. Fish are jerks. <laughs> that, yeah, that's all there, there is go. to it. Fish are jerks. Well, I, I blame it on the rivers being broken as well. The yep. rivers broke. Yep. I, I think if well, you I think if you how do I word this? If you put enough thought. And understand what is going on. You can figure out enough to get yourself enough action in the day to make it at least enough to make that day. Yeah. Because there is very, very, very little days anymore that we go actionless. There's almost always action. And when you do, it's a fish problem, not a you problem. Yeah. And it it usually has to deal with very much pressure systems and stuff coming through that shuts them down. There's just nothing you can do. But if you read the fish and you read the water and you move yourself based off the conditions... You're going to get yourself in a position to move fish every day, period. Yeah. And I think it's it, going to happen. And you I think if we would have fished harder that day. Oh, no, that's going to be way off. Oh, subject. I know, no, but I was, no, no, no. Yeah. But, 
even just sounds if, like you guys got some fish though for what for jacking around and blowing for, up balloons and everything. Yeah, no? just for him fishing. He was the only one who caught fish. Nice all day, you know. So you know, just for him fishing, and you know, he was in Chad's boat and got a nice smallmouth too. You know, and got a nice picture of holding the smallmouth with one hand. You know, and he 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 was a little stud that day, and uh, all the k- people had re- a lot of fun. We talked about it. My wife was in a kayak at first, and. Being the scaredest person on planet Earth, literally, the most worried person. She was, like, literally almost bawling before we went through the first riffle, which is literally... Past the bridge riffle or before the bridge riffle? Uh, after. after. Like, the, the, real, the real real, shallow one that has, like, the tree kicks off to the one side. Yeah, like a I just walked out in the middle of that. Yeah, day. exactly. Yeah. You, you could literally, mm-hmm. like... I mean, you could lay down in this water. It's fine. It's it's. She's bawling. Like, I can't She's do this. scared? Yeah, she was terrified. Timid. We'll go with timid. Yes. So, I mean. Man, that, I tell you what. That little oxbow around the opposite side. Oh, yeah. Dude, you get back in the backside of that, it is, there's like two little pockets that are just greasy. And I hit it every time I'm there and I never oh. see a fish. Even never. Be, even below that, if you can get across, there's that one spot that it kicks out that real deep hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huge deep hole off that, off it would be river right. Okay, so a spot that you never go to, and I know you never go to. Once you go down through there, you're going to have the first big down tree on the right. Right behind that, there's a big pile of rock right there. It's only about eight feet wide, hmm. right underneath that. It drops down to about eight feet right there. There's a, there's a big pool right there. Throw a couple right in there, something that sinks quick. There's always some bass sitting in that spot. There was that, the pool I was just talking about, like, I never knew it was, I knew it was deep, and we would always... Try to stay up there as long as you can because if you get up there too high, you're going to be getting out of the boat, which you mm-hmm. couldn't. Honestly, I might just do that from now on. Man, I watched some deer swim across there and walk across with Jim yeah, a couple I've weeks been, ago. I've been walking it down through there. It's deep. They, they dropped down like they were swimming. And I mean, it's kind of that's five feet deep now or four feet, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Deer aren't that tall. I guess they're only a few couple feet tall or whatever it is, but. It's a deep enough, and I was I was surprised to see that they were actually you know in over their heads. If you stay down the middle of it, you can walk down through there. But if you try to walk out the sides, you can't get out. You have to stay through the channel where it blew through, or you're not getting out. There, then you have to wait till you get the whole way down past it, and then bend to the right, or you're not getting out of there. Mm-hmm. You have to walk it straight back up. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified to walk in that river. No, why? Just because of all the contraband. Oh, oh sure, yeah. We, we we found a knife in there. Oh, last I've time. seen quite a bit, but yeah, I've been walking tracks down a couple miles and then going down way down, and even where it's at now. Last trip down, like I got like halfway to where I usually used to stop, and I'm already like nipple deep. Like I was like on my tippy toes, keeping my bag out of the water, like casting up above my head, trying to make a few more. And it was that channel's kind of getting lean down through there at the height. There's a. Uh there's been some surfacing pictures of of good times happening on that float. Uh, if, if you if you're friends with all of us, you've seen them on Chad's Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, sending some boats over top of different waterways. Cool pictures on either end of those things, and a uh, couple of things flying through the air, objects flying through the air. While Jay, I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, well, the beer can that. Well, I was smiling mm-hmm. that my wife was trying to catch. Yeah, yeah, that was uh. Who knew? Who would have knew? I, 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 Chad threw it when I wasn't ready. <laughs> I caught the other one. <coughs> um, but I'm, yeah. I'm just shocked that you didn't have beer in your own boat. No. Uh, well, 
I used to take things pretty seriously when I'm on the river, man. That's fair. You know, and on rivers. I, I, I don't, I wasn't, you know, I had a couple of beers. I, we weren't getting hammered. Sure. It's not that time. Not, yeah. not in the boat. You know, I, I don't. I yeah, don't there's like a, to. There's a time and there's yeah. not a time yeah. to, to get yourself drunk. Yeah, not not there. Not yeah. the time. You know, and I, like I said, I will with me and then we'll have lunch, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Didn't eat that day. I uh, ate snacks, didn't eat that day because felt sick. Um, but we were having a great time and uh, we were rowing down through and, you know, um, something went wrong, you know, and uh, people fell in the water and uh, we were, me and my wife were fishing pretty hard and we were behind everybody because we were fishing so hard and kind of some chaos ensued and I could hear screams for help and, you know, things got real serious real quick and got real, I mean, I, my, my, I haven't felt adrenaline like that uh, and I'm going to say probably 12 years. Wow. 12 years probably since I felt like that. And man, you kick it in overdrive sometimes, you know, when you have to. And, uh, I, I had my, our, our rafts are like, they are saving machines, dude. They have a million handles on them. They are soft. You're not, you know, in a metal boat and, a, and anything that's going to hurt anybody. They can, you know, they can bounce their head off the side of it and nothing's going to happen. Right. Uh, man. And, and it was a little bit of sketchy spot in the river and, uh, Man, man, I go cranking down through, man, as fast as I can, as fast as I can. And uh, like I was talking about my wife being a scary cat, boy, shoo. she was, uh, she was everything you could ask for in a teammate. Sorry, Woo. It, it was, a, it was a very, it was a very hard moment, man. It was a tough moment, man. Whoo, give me a second. Uh, man, crank down through there, and she uh, grabs this kid up and rips him out of the water, and whoo. Cruise down through. We pick up everybody's stuff, and every everybody was fine. And that was the main thing, you know. Got everybody. Uh, we want to talk boat safety, and that was what I was trying to get at before I started. You know, whew, like I said, very very emotional moment. Um, I'm glad everything turned out on the good side of things because it could have been a lot worse. Right. You know, uh, I don't know what I'd have done if anything would have not turned out how it did. Right. Uh, you act certain ways in moments and. You know, you just thank God we're so like we talked about. We row and we live on the water like that's our home. Like literally, I row, 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 row. Like there's only a couple guys I know that row as well as I do. One being Mark, another guy just local to us, our friends, and the other one being Chad, that really row very, very well. And I, I would trust with anything. And uh, thank gosh, man, I knew, I know, and and I was taught, and I do it, and. Boy, if it would have been just a bunch of people, who knows? And Where? your wife your wife entered mama bear mode and brought it. Oh, she mm. did. And like I was talking about her being a scaredy cat earlier, she, man, in that moment, she was she was all in, and she didn't care what was happening. She was, she was so attentive to what was happening. She was so focused, and just, boy, did she bring it. And, man, like I said, good team. She was listening to what I was saying, and we were working together so well. And she would say this, and I would do whatever she needed me to do. And, you know, awesome. boy, 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 can't, uh, shoot, she is a savior. No, I mean, you know, like you said, uh, you, you go my boat, you, and you, you're going to have to take a test in PA. Mm -hmm. You go and just go on the river, you don't got to do nothing. Right. Okay, so you're on your own. 
You deal with current and you deal with water, it is a different situation. And I don't care how smart you are. You walk on there for the first time, you're an idiot. Yes. You're going to get hurt. It's just, it's inevitable. If you don't know what you're doing, you are. And like, you know, you, you've got people that know what they're doing. You've got to listen to them. And in that situation, luckily, you got there and pulled the thing out. But had that situation went the way that it should have prior to, it would have never happened. You're right. You know, and it's you have to be prepared and you have to be smart. And no matter how smart you think you are, you you can't jack with water. That's right. Water. Well, I mean, water will kill you now. We don't have gills. I mean, we. Right? I, I, I yeah. spend 100 plus days a year on the water and we're walking over a situation. So I was telling Jay just last week and I look at Jim. I said, hey, this is good. might be a little hairy here. If you go in, we got waders on. Remember, knees up, back up, get back down, knees straight up float to the edge, backpedal yourself up. And it's just, it's, we think about that because it's, it's, we're always on the water. And if you're going to be on the water, you know, a few days a week to almost every day, it's going to, it's, something's going to happen and you're going to have a chance. You're probably going to die. Yeah. It happened recently to a guy up in New Hampshire that's very well known that spends his life on it. Mm-hmm. Situa- you know, it's just, it stuff yes. happens. It's unfortunate. Yep. But, you, you know, for people that don't do that on a regular basis, you know, they have, when, when a situation happens, what are they going to do? They have zero idea what to do because you've never had, you've never thought about it. Well, and you get people that go out, you know, only a couple times a year per se. Right. The the Fourth of July's, the Memorial yep. Day floaters, the yep. you know this type of thing. You know these people, like you said, people that, you know, I've got throwing devices in my boat. I've got all the PDFs. I have this and this and this. I'll go over this in just a little while because I got stopped today, and had everything. Nice, good. And it was one. It was actually a wonderful visit with the man. He was an awesome guy. Cool, super cool. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, and like I said, but I have all that stuff on the boat well, with me. And like this year, I mean, I, now it's far enough down. I can have someone talk. I can talk about it. But I had someone follow the boat, and it was just he thought he was inside the rails, making a cast. Boom! And it's like in that situation, it's like I didn't even like pant, didn't even think. Stuck to yours, took to yours, tucked him up, broom real quick, reached over, grabbed him. Held on to him, took a step back, grabbed him, pulled him up, grabbed him by the belt, threw him into the boat, grabbed back in, got right back on yours. Like, you good? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, all right. (laughs) It's just like, what were you doing? But it's like, when you think about the situation all the time, you don't panic when you're in it. Yep. But if you'd ever thought about the situation when it happens, you're going to panic. So if you're going to be in an area, go out, walk around. Almost any area you're going to be into, you're never going to get into an area where you're going to... You know, there, there are some. There's always going to be strainers. There's always going to be areas that are condensed. If you have the ability to go look at the situation, pull over. Go look at it. See what you're getting into. Take and address the whole situation. And if you can get around it safely, then just go around it. Yeah. I'm one even in like my raft. I, I will anchor up above a lot of obstruction just to... Eye it. Yeah, eye it. Get an eye on it. Let's figure this out. All right, can we go over here? Can we go over there? Can we do this? Can we take the boat out? Do we have Absolutely. to take the boat out? Because we have to take it out? Hey, it's only 125 pounds. We'll, we'll drag it. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Or let it float down through and put a rope on it. But the number one thing is be safe, right? Like, Wear your PDFs and get PDFs for kids if you have kids out that fit them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... No. I Most bought one for my daughter that we didn't have one that fit her. And I was like, I could put this adult one on her. And I'm like, no, nope, you know what? We're going. We're going to Walmart. We're going to buy you a yeah. brand new, nice life vest you're going to wear all day. Because when it, when it goes sideways, 
There's no time to say, I'm going to prevent this from going sideways. Like if someone's going out of the boat or someone's tipping, it's happening, right? Like, like there's nothing you can do. Like you can't grab your life vest off the back of your chair yeah, and, put and it say, on. oh no, I'm falling in and slow-mo put it on, right? So if, you, if you're not a strong swimmer or if you're not fishing with other people, put your life vest on. Put on some sort of PFD, whether it's one of those manual inflating or auto inflating, That's whatever. That's the way to go. I have an auto inflating one for my dad. Yeah. I put hate a- to laugh, but my dad can't swim. And he used to hate it because it would freak him out. We'd be out in like the middle trolling around, and I just hated it. And I would just randomly jump off the front of the boat. <laughs> no, I'm just lying down there. You go freaking out and flipping out. I just used to say, I just got laughing. But the biggest thing about being on a moving body of water is if you don't know how to read it, right? Like if you can't read that water, and there's a situation that, and you're coming up to something that looks remotely dodgy oh yeah and i mean remotely get out and walk take it to the bank take that take that extra 20 seconds to say i can avoid a possible catastrophe i'm gonna do that before i bought my boat right like i've i've been on that big river my my whole life but never in uh, a 20-foot jet boat before i bought my boat i said to the owner of uh neil wiggle wiggle brothers marina I said, look, before I take possession of this and write you a check, you need to take me out on the river three times and show me, A, the channels, and B, what I'm looking for when I'm running, right? So he took me out, and he he went down the channels, and he's like, here's what we're looking for. You know, when you see moving water like that and you see that calm V, you're looking for that V to go down. And it's easy to see when you're going downriver. But when you're coming up river, it's harder to see. So this is what you look for. And we did it three times. We, we put, I don't know, 10 hours on my boat before I owned it. But it was worth every second to do that. And Especially the, with a machine like that. Absolutely. And the coolest thing about, one of the coolest things about fishing with Red two weeks ago is we're, we're running a skinny area and I'm watching I'm reading the water as he's driving, and he's hitting every place where I would hit it. And I'm like, awesome. (laughs) I'm doing the right stuff. I'm doing the right things. But if you can't read the water, A, don't go in the areas where you need to. And if you see something dodgy, just get out and walk. I think I'm going to start making my dad wear a PDF up to the big river now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot to deal with there. You go in and that place. Yeah, well. Yeah. 230,000 CFS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, well, it's a lot. Yeah, 290 or who? Yeah, it's something crazy. We used to wear them on the Cape. So when we first went to the Cape in like 98, there was a, a small river. Uh, it was Tidal Creek, right? Uh, but it it ripped, right? Mm-hmm. So we would wear an inflatable PFD because if you stepped on a rock, if you slipped... You're gone. Yeah, they were going to find you in New York. Yeah, sure. Right? Yes. So we always wore one. Yeah, same thing up there. You you slip off the edge and go into the depth. Good luck. Hopefully it's not flushing out and pushing everything down at the moment and you get back. Yeah, because there's only one... There's one end point on on your big river. Yeah, Lake Ontario. Yeah, you'll be, be you'll be you'll be finding you somewhere in Lake Ontario. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and there's a little bit of a strainer between uh, where you fish in Lake Ontario. 
No, I'm below it. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm below it. Wow. I'm fishing the Lake Ontario fish. Nice. So it's, yeah, you're below it there. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 and it's a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And it gets, it, like, it's one <laughs> it of those, th- it's like, it reminds you of this kind of stuff because, you know, some of these places we fish, we don't, you know, I, I, I walk down there and I'm in awe every time. But, you know, even just safety there, it's like you're repelling with a rope with your gear, not repelling really, but, you know, with a, you're taking a rope down the side of a hill. Right. You know, and you slip off that thing. You Toast. Know, hurt. You're hurting yeah. something. You're smashing. If you smack your head, it's, it, you know, it's just like one of the, we, we take so many chances to, to get at some of the fish we try to fish for. Right. You know, even in any, a lot of situations, you know, I mean, you go out west and there's a lot more crazy situation than you find here, but there's plenty here and there's plenty of high water here at certain times of year as well. And, you know, I don't think any fish is worth a chance of being, you know, too courageous or, you know, I've, I've been up on even some steelhead trips up in Erie on some high days and been walking out into the water and man, you know, you try to cross Jace, in an area Jace has been bobbing down the creek before I've gotten to a spot where I'm like, I've went in a I don't know. Times. Oh I yeah. Don't, I don't know if I want to go keep going, but I've made it so far. But I don't want to go back because I already went so far into all this stuff. I can't turn around, you know, and it's you're on them like shell ledges and yeah. you know, all that stuff can be dangerous to you. If your waders on, if they're on people around, you're going oh. under and it's going to it's going to suck real bad. It's usually cold. And back in the day when I used to wear felt one piece waders. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. the snow would stack up and you'd be like six inches taller and then you'd step into those slippery shelves. I mean, you could biff it. Oh. Uh, I only biffed it like once or twice, but I mean, that's cold water. I spent a lot of days sleeping in the car because I fell in yep. a lot of them when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> fell in the water. Yep, I'm going to sleep in the car. Give me your keys, Dad. Yeah. So it's it's just, it's one of those things that I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much time you spend on the water. You're going to have an experience. I Again, I don't I don't care how good you are. Uh, you're going to fall. You're going to fall in. You're going to have something happen. The key is, like Mark says all the time, is prepare. Dude, I was going across the water one day, like back when my boat could actually plane before I put all the crap in it. And I was going like 2021, and it was white capping. So I'm scooting across the top. Pontoon boat went in front of me. And that wave was enough that as soon as I went boom, 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 and I hit that one, and it was instantly boom, boat went sideways, shot me across it, legs went up above. So luckily, I stayed in the boat, and somehow, like, like my hand stayed on the throttle where my legs were, and I was able to kill it. But you just never know. Going yeah. across there, just perfectly fine. And then I couldn't slow down enough because if I'd have let off, I'd have smacked into one of them waves and probably did the same thing. And to be honest, I'm, I am awful at wearing my kill switch. I don't even have one on my I will, motor. I will be. I will it be. Broke. I will be one hundred percent transparent. I am awful at it, but if I'm out by myself, I will generally try to remember to put it on. If I'm on a if I'm on a body of water where I where I'm running, right? Oh yes, but, but yeah, the big but yeah. But even even simple things like that, like put your kill switch on. If you're running by yourself, always wear a, a some sort of PFD. You know, PDF, right? No, PFD, PFD personal PFD? flotation device. Okay. 
PDF is what you read on your yeah, computer. Okay, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Brought to you by the corporation Adobe. Awesome. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Doesn't Adobe make life jackets? I thought so. Hey, I have three of them. I have but, three uh, Adobe's. But the other thing is, uh, and I just, I just, I just watched this even before you sent me the, you know, the recap of your day. Uh, ben, our our buddy at Huge Fly Fisherman, just did a fishing safety video. And it was well. And that's like Rowan, like on our end. I mean, we've talked about a lot, boy. You you're always on alert because anything can happen. Yeah, you can come up on the same stretch you just did for the last thirty, you know, times in the last year, and now there's a strainer, and it's in a riffle, and all of a sudden you're don't you know, you're always on a swivel. Yeah, and when you're in water, you've got to just preach it to yourself. Think about it. Think about the day. I mean, I can't tell you like when I, when I know a day is coming up. I've literally thought that day through. It's like golf, and I think maybe that is because of golf. I was from, you know, when I was younger, thinking shots through. I'm thinking a day through. I'm coming up into this pool. How are the depth going to be? What flies am I going to be switching to? What am I going to be running into? Okay, well, the water's typically 500 CFS. Today it's going to be 3,000. We're going to have excessive current here. We're going to have excessive current here. We're going to have these situations. The wind's coming from this direction. What's it going to play into? I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. It's, these are all things that I think about going into a day so that you're prepared for when the situation happens. You already thought about it. You're, you know, it's... You already know. Well, we even talked about a silly day that happened to us, you know, on the river. Two guys who, like we said, we're there all the time. And another guy who's with us who's on that river as much as anybody, Jace. And, uh, you know, the three of us having, you know, three guys in the boat that are all very capable guys. And we, I tease Jace about the throwing stuff. And it's just jokes, but... You know, he knows what he's doing out there. He's, he can hold his own. He's a capable person, 100%. you know, and, and he knows what he's doing fishing as well and the spots and the places, and he knows the river well. But even us, you know, sometimes situation happens where, you know, it's not what it was when you started and things get weird and, you know, you never, you never know. Conditions change. Yeah, yeah, the conditions change a little bit, and you just never know, you know. And we, The Army shit. Corps says, hey, here's another 700 to deal with. Yeah, and then we then <laughs> now, we're, now we're at an obstruction, and... Now we're really serious. Could, you yeah. know, things can get scary. Well, I think, shoot, we were on a, a smaller trout stream, and we got a thunderstorm the one time, remember? 60-mile-an-hour winds, trees flying through the air. It could have skewered, yeah. skewered my boat, yeah. you know, in my raft with a one, one, good, one good tree could have went right that through that thing. That was sketchy. Yeah, it was real scary, getting blown yeah. around, and you're like, man, we just want to be done. We're, ready to be, we're, we're close to the takeout. That was Let's that day when we thought Michael was going to kill us. Was that? I thought it was with Chad. Oh, mate, yeah, there was one that too. One was but remember that day, how bad the wind was with Michael when oh, it yeah. blew us straight into that uh, log, that strainer. Yeah, like again, you know. You yeah, you got eighty percent of the creek wide open. Hey, take the twenty, and then all of a sudden, a thirty mile an hour wind hits you, and you're not going towards all of that funnel, and there's current going that way, and you can't get back into it. It's like, uh oh, what's gonna happen now? I, yeah. I had one one day when Chad and uh, Chad Derrick and I were out. And it was a gust hit me like the day that you and Rick and I were. Yep. And it lifted the boat. I'm, I'm talking, I had everything. I was standing up pulling as hard as I could. And the boat, was, choo, 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 my oars were just chopping. I couldn't do nothing to stop it. And it blew us right dead into the bank. I mean, there's just nothing. Now, had something been sticking out? Yeah, it could have popped a raft. I couldn't do nothing. It was like a 40 mile an hour gust. Boom, straight in. I just Googled it. Uh, and and the, the stats aren't solid so these are from like 2011 2012 
390 accidental drownings over the 4th of July weekend. Oh. And that's that's on average. That's And that's just things where, like, people were talking, you know, just general yep. people getting out on the water. General not people getting on the water that aren't used to it. And I'm sure um, 340 of them are drunk. Yeah, You're alcohol. Right, alcohol but, pays a big. The but other still thing, got 10, 15 percent that aren't. There's, there's two things. Uh, one is super current, but the other one is uh, a quarter of those were from being hit by a propeller. Wow. Huh. So yeah. That's skiing accidents. Yeah. And stuff. So don't be stupid there. The other thing is, right now, I just read an article today about this stupid TikTok challenge, where you get your boat going as fast as you can. And then you jump off the back of it. It's killed eleven people so far. Do you like your boat? Do you, do people not like their boats? No, no, no. Somebody's still driving. Oh, but somebody else jumps off the back of it. Oh, okay. It's killed eleven. Eleven people. Eleven. Because because the first ten were dumb enough. Well, uh, TikTok's powerful at killing American children because mm-hmm. that's why China made it. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> well played. That was the funniest thing we've heard all night. <laughs> that was really good. But after great. you get going a certain speed, like hitting water like that oh, is like hitting cement. concrete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's snapping necks. Has anybody, like, you, it, apparently, and maybe these people just haven't skied, because I've been, I, I've skied, I wakeboarded. Uh, Chad had a wakeboard boat and uh, another friend of ours. We grew up doing all that kind of stuff, being out there all the time on the lake wakeboarding and skiing. And I will tell you what, at, at, at even probably 35 miles an hour, I would say they were going, maybe 40 something. You hit that water. It's oh, like, it's like, it's man. like bricks. Like you're, you, oh, I, I, I laid out, smashed, like, oh, you know, winded. Uh, Absolutely. We used to take two tubes, single tubes, and put them out, and oh, you fight yeah. each other. And man, you get hit. I, I went to the hospital more times. <laughs> Contu- nose contusion and yeah. broken fingers and stuff from oh, yeah. jacking around, laying on Wait. your back, and the guy would get close, and you hit him, and he'd shoot him up 15, 20 feet in the air going 40, and then pow, and it's just... Yeah, oh. hey, you, your uncle. Joke. Your uncle does all the circles yep. through the waves, and yep. then drags you back through it on the on the uh, the tube, and then <laughs> yeah, you're flying through the air. Yeah, yeah. Now Good that's stuff, that's that's just family fun. But the jumping off the back of a boat, yeah, at 40 that's miles an hour. The other thing that drives me freaking nuts is when people put kids on the bow of the boat. Right. Yeah. Like if you're running at a at a decent clip, and you hit anything in one of those tiny kids comes off that boat if they land on the side of the boat off the front of the boat because if you oh they're going through the propeller they're going through the prop yeah they're going to suck through right there absolutely nobody thinks about what's going to happen if i do this absolutely it is all about everything at the end of the day is all about at the end you know what can i do to make up or forgive for it it's not about what are my actions going to what the consequences of my actions get nobody thinks about that and it's like if that kid's walking forward and you're going across the sandbar at 40 mile an hour, boom, somebody's going to go shooting. Yeah, totally you know? do. <laughs> and how many times are you going across, you know, watching like reels and stuff and you see someone getting launched across the boat because yeah. someone's walking around going to shallow water? It's Qualified like, Captain oh, is, one of, is yeah. one of my favorite yes. channels. Dude, it's just you see the stuff you see. It's like, are you, are you, yeah, you're an idiot. I can't even ask. Are you? Yeah, yeah you are. I, I get that. I have those jump seats yeah. in my boat and my kids. Because I always put that Yeti cooler, or m- when I'm taking the kids out, I put my big Yeti out in front of uh, in front of my center console. 
and then my kids sit in those jump seats, but they always beg and ask, can I please sit out on that Yeti to watch? Absolutely not. No way, because we're running a shallow river as it is. If there's a new log or a new rock or anything, not only are you being thrown out of the boat at 35 miles an hour, because that's how physics works, I'm stopped and you're landing in a foot maybe of water if we're lucky. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Four inches. Yeah, no way. It's just if if you're running a boat, if you're if you're on the water and you have kids or you're by yourself, think about what could happen. You know, that's that's the key is go through those scenarios in your head. Sure. Like what happens if I hit a rock? What happens if I hit a wake? What happens if I turn too hard? Because I don't have that issue in a jet boat because I have to drift through every turn. But in a prop boat, when you turn that wheel, you're going on a dime, right? Who's going to be ejected? It's just like casting, just like tying, just like anything else. The more time you put into it, the less you think about it and the better you are at it. Same with, go practice. Just because you got a brand new boat doesn't mean you just take it out and just go haphazard. Go run the thing and use it. Learn it. See what your boat does, how it operates, how it maneuvers, how it takes waves, how it takes riding over someone that just went flying past you and then you got the side. Learn how take it to a small water that side wave hitting you you off the side completely hits different and it wants to get the boat a little squirrely. Learn your boat and what it does. So when that happens and you know and it gets close, you angle your motor a little bit and you cut against it. And you cut through that wave. So these are things that like, you know. And if you're buying a new boat, ask the the dealer. Like I'm not saying what I everything I do is perfect. Or the guy you bought it off of. Everything I do is perfect, but it's pretty close. Uh but we'll ask your wife about that. And yeah, we still have to call your kid about the, about the about uh, the about the billion the imaginary yes, musky, yeah, yeah, yeah. fake musky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I have to hear it's, it from your kid. So this new PB. Yeah. One of these days yeah. we're going to have to get a hold the, of you. I'm child. into it. Okay. The, the unofficial, unanimously undecided, personal best. Personal best. I love it. There was uh, no picture. It doesn't count. But ask them. I forgot my phone. Ask them to take you out. Show. Ask them mm-hmm. to show you. Yeah. Be like, what does this switch do? What does this switch do? If I put the plugs in the live wells, am I going to be able to go shallower? Is this going to affect my draft? At what speed do I go on plane? All that stuff. Well, no, no, we gotta, we gotta take a little back on what you said there. What's that? Because I haven't brought it up yet, and I'm kind of giving the benefit of the doubt to your watch because it could be. But there's a time discrepancy on when you texted me and when you told me your phone wasn't present. Oh, no. there was there was a window that you said was very good on the water. But you also messaged me back about an hour and 10 minutes after that window was very good, which means that your phone would have been on you unless you used your watch. So I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Which but I now do that use Jay a bring, lot. Now that Jay brought that up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call I'm him out on saying. it now. You should. <laughs> so I don't know. And I, so I was like, because I even told that to Jim. I was like, he told me about the window and the time that was good. I said, but he messaged me. It was like an hour and like 10 minutes after that window. Hmm. So I said, he... Depending on the watch, I said, does the watch reach that far if you're out on the water away from the phone? How does that work? He goes, if he has a separate plan that his phone is attached to his watch, he's good. I was like, okay. Yeah, the Apple Watch Ultra allows you to have a cellular plan on your watch. So I pay uh, $16.59 a month to allow my watch to have its own cellular plan. Well, it's a fucking goddamn shame that that thing doesn't take pictures. No shit. (laughs) But can you imagine the size of this thing if they put a camera in it? Oh, jeez. I just... They, they shouldn't. 
I hate no. technology. But as that's it is. really that's really good, uh, Detective. I caught up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kojak. <laughs> Kojak. Well, we've been watching <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder for the last three months now, and then we finally finished well, it. Oh, now my family's Gosh, my like, "What am I gonna? What are we gonna do now? We finished the last one last night." My wife watches a murder show oh, all the time, all day long. Mine too. All I'm, day I'm long. very fearful that I'm drinking. See, in, I'm not. In a freeze or something every day in my <laughs> coffee. Not, my I'm wife not. gets my stuff ready. Like, she makes my lunch, gets everything ready, basically does everything but wipe me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm fearful sometimes because of all the shows she watches, how to get away with murder and all that stuff. But, um, so you we were just one more thing about this. No, because you're, you're going to sit here for two seconds with me. So, when you get your, we've been talking a little bit outside and we've been, you know, talking about the idea of having a drift boat. Yes. Yourself. Yep. And I hope you'll let Mark and I, or you should at least come out and, or, you know, however this has to happen, again, learn to row well. Yes. Um, before you, we, you know, you get into running well, your drift boat yourself. Oh, with that, he's got about 25 trips to put in rowing my ass around. And that's, what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's, right. what, that's what I'm saying. You should, yeah, and come I can, out and row us around for a while. I want to say I can row. I, I can't row like you, you guys did, can you row. Did, no, you be last time you were on a boat and you rowed, you did just fine. Yeah, I can yeah. I can row. You've I'm got o- the power. Yeah, I'm o- sure. I'm okay. Uh, I I can't crab walk because I don't I don't practice it. Right. Yeah, sure. But it's all practice. I'm good at I'm really good at reading water. I'm really good at knowing where I need to be and where I want to be. And I've done enough rowboating throughout my entire life that I can row because my dad bought that rowboat. And when I was a teenager, he would make me take him and a, one of his clients, because he worked for Joy Manufacturing, and he'd always okay, had cool. clients over. He, we would put up outside of Warren, and he would make me row the <laughs> two of them around. So I can row. Oh, yeah, he had an ox yeah. in the boat. Yeah. I he was mean, like, hey, look, we're going to put this ox here. He's going to row. Shit, yeah. I was at 15. I was 6'4", 235. <laughs> like, how, how, would you... how big was your milkman <laughs> or the UPS guy? <laughs> But I've, but I've always rowed, so I can cool. row. Cool. I'm, not, I'm not as good as you guys, but my intent is once I get that boat to take it to a lake and to practice those skills, to learn, you know, if I dig, what's it going to do? If I don't dig, what's it going to do? And have Mark show me yeah. crab walking. I like, and I like the moving water yeah, situation the river, because you're going to get... It is the river. It's a river boat. Yeah. Right. So, you know, just to... Man, you know, if, if you, you get lakes, it, just do it without wind because the littlest bit of wind just, man, yeah, it's it'll, a mess. That top end, if you take it to that top end, because uh-huh. um, there's a huge pool right up top, uh-huh. and you kind of sit there and you can mess around before you go through anything, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. might be a good place to start. Yeah, and that that one, the left side's pretty easy You know what's enough. a it's great place to learn is to float above what we typically do for musky. Yeah, I know you. I know exactly what you mean. Because there's there's nothing there yeah. that is going yep. to get you in trouble, but there's a lot of little maneuvers to help you learn. Plus, it's shallow, so you kind of have to... Like, Even the float I've been trying to get you on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And that's yep. that's an easy, quick, easy run. Yep. But I'm, I'm good at rowing. Uh, I'm not great you just at need rowing. A little practice. Yeah, yeah I just, I just. Once you get back in the groove again. You're yeah, and once I figure out the boat and, and the oars, and you know, I'm tall, mm-hmm. so I might need a spacer or two in my oar locks. You know, just figuring those little things yep, out. Yes, that stuff. Yeah, but it means a lot. Like yeah. even like you said, the spacers and the oar locks for your height and things of that Absolute. nature. Where, so where you're not rowing where and I, your legs. 
where I want my grips, sure. all, all that stuff. Because it is so that, many people change do. with water too. You mm-hmm. want them up here, but they really aren't supposed to. They're supposed to be here and almost touching. You know, so many people want to row them with them up high and almost up to their chin, but Which, they really got to be down in tight, down into your chest, and you want your thumbs locked underneath, and you want them things almost as close to where they're almost touching. Really, is where you want. But I don't. Well, but nobody ever gets the them. The problem with they're up too high is the angle that they're the in angle, the water. 100%. Yeah, you want to be. Yeah. I was teaching this when to I'm Tim flat last time we were out there. Want. He was yep. like, I was like, quit digging so much. You're digging mm-hmm. too deep. You want yeah. them to be just under the water enough, and then you want to really minimize as much motion as you can. Like, and you don't, when you get that in, make a forceful up. movement with it. Don't waste your a- action there. And that's like with Michael, what I was trying to tell him. I said, you're making the movement, but you're not doing nothing. Get it in there and dig. You know, when it's in there, make that, you know, 12, 15, 18, whatever it is, 24-inch movement you're making. Make a count. Yeah. Don't you do it like you mean yeah, it? Boom, get it. That boat will move on one movement. Get it. Yeah, and I've I've got a wide, a wide chest, wide shoulders, uh, and you have wide everything, bro. Well, not everything, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I have I have I have shorter arms for being a tall guy, right? Like Tyrannosaurus Yeah, I'm a T Rex, yeah. right? So I need to experiment and figure out where I can get the most leverage where I can feel the most comfortable, where I'm not using my lower back, I'm using my shoulders, you know, my delts, my traps. You're going to find in a boat like that, because I've rowed a couple of those as well, and it's that you'll be able to place your legs. That's key And you're going to be able to place your legs and, and get a lot more out of your legs than you ever think you will. Like well, that's, when, I was ro- when I was rowing Mark's boat, I, w- it was in some wind, and it was, it was awful, but... I was able to put my legs up on the seat in front of me and really, because he had that low back chair at the time, mm-hmm. and I hated that chair. It's nice now. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, but I was able to put my legs up so I could, I could, really, I could really dig, because we had to, because that yeah. wind was 35 in our face. Yeah. It, well, was, hey. it was bad. On uh, 35 mile hour crappy winds, we're going to take one more little one. Um, we're going to come back with a bowfin I fished today, a care package from one of our best friends and uh, listeners. Thanks, and, Zach. Uh, yeah, some, a little bit of 4th of uh, July festivities. That's it. Well, you know, I'm not in a very good, um, like, I'm not in, I went bowfin fishing and it took my green boat out. I registered it the other day. Ooh. Oh, this soon. This soon. Half a year. Uh, it, it hasn't been out yet uh, since the last beast, actually. Um, you know, the green boat doesn't see much of the water. I, I use my raft more often than anything. Uh, but it has its place for me. And, uh, boy, we had some Fourth of July festivities last night. And, man, I took all of them in. <laughs> so many that I don't remember going to bed. Can you still count to ten on your fingers? Oh, I'm alive today, but all right, we're good. It's another day. <laughs> you know, I'm going to drink every one of them, and then I'm going to wake up the next day, and it's going to be another day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to eat Till it, it isn't. and I'm going to take it like <laughs> it is. Well, so I your mean, liver says I'm done. Uh, yeah. By well, the time I need to deliver, they'll make them. Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> what I'm that's what I'm working on. Dude. That's what I'm hoping for. I need. I'm going to need one of these and one of these. He's going to need a new heart. I know that for sure. Oh no, I eat very healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You look, you, you look like it. Yeah. Um, where were we going? Oh, so I get my registration on the other day. This will come back. This will all be full circle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know, it's really easy. 
You know, you go onto the fish yeah, and boat I, thing. I do it every it's, two years. Yeah, it's it's so simple. Oh. I well, this is the first boat I've had to register. You know, on a consistent basis. Uh, I have I've had a raft for a long time. You don't have to register it. It's the end in March, by the way. It's July. Yeah, I know. That's well, I understand. That's why I said already. Chad said already, huh? I had the paperwork sitting there forever, and I just found. But it was it was more simple than I thought it would be. And next year it'll be done a lot quicker. Anyway, it's, you won't have to do it next year. Well, you probably out of one year. I don't even. Twenty eight dollars. Yeah, they're automatically two years. Oh, cool. Well, there yeah. we go. So, oh, that's right. The uh, trailer. The trailer. The trailer. One or five. One or five. Yeah, I did five. Yeah. I just did the five. Yeah, I did five because yeah. why would yeah. I? You know, I'm yeah. I'm too irresponsible Not to mess, mess with it. it. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's like eleven dollars or something crazy like that. Yeah, it's really like cheap. That. Uh, that's so that was all fine. Everything was good. Um. I was I was happy. I was like, oh, I finally did that. Got it off the list. We're gonna take this thing out. Bofin is happening again. A lot of festivities. I wake up to uh, my phone going off, and that's the first thing I remember. I don't remember after leaving the place. I don't. You know, my wife drove me home. I was nice and safe. Don't get me wrong. Wife yeah, you're very sober. good about that. Wife sober. She drives us home. I, you know, I drink everything. Um, my dad's calling me. Hey, you said we're going bowfinning today. Are we going? And I'm like, are you? He actually said, "Are you up?" I said, "I am now." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're. I mean, I am now. Uh, are you my driveway? No, I'm still at home. I, I knew you were going to be having fun last night. Uh, it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm up. Let's do it. Yeah, so, and you don't have to go early for bowfin. No, no. I, there, you know, I, I, I felt like we could have been out just an hour earlier. And if we didn't have to go get my car where I left it last night, <laughs> but being Smart. a safe guy, yeah, uh, then we might have been a little sooner. It was weird because the um, the cord for the lights didn't reach Dad's truck plug-in, but oh. my car with with the hatchback and everything, I have the the cord you could pull out. It's decently long, and you can just attach it, and it, it's always worked for me. And I didn't. I was like, ah, oh, let's just go get the car, then we'll just take it, you know. I uh, go up and, uh, man, early, early, I, I whiffed on two, just not being in uh, good fashion for those fish. You know, surface uh, eats or um, one, one was quite a bit off. The first I had, I was using a uh, my favorite green spinner bite, and uh, oh, were you spin fishing today? I I did everything. We did a lot of everything. Uh, we tried all of it and got got move, fish to move on everything. We got fish to move on flies, hit flies, and just didn't, you know. It was weird. I, I'm we had a lot of fish hit. They I, I had one bump three times before it actually even hit. It was bumping, and I'm like, what are you like? Usually they're just ferocious, just you know, gone. Like you just your your mm-hmm. shit's getting bent into pieces because they hit so hard. Not today. It was a weird. Uh, so first thing off the bat, I I, I I hook one. I just didn't set hard enough, even with the spinner. But I, like I just didn't set hard enough. It just I it was me. I was being an idiot, <laughs> and uh, just wasn't ready. You know, we just got in the waters like first five casts, first maybe three casts. You know, I was casting through and just reeling in. I I, just, I thought it might have been a weed, so I kind of you know gave it a little just a tug, just a twitch. You know what I mean? And then it was like and tried pulling again. And it was on for a second and then came off. And right. the next one ate right at the boat. Followed right in, ate right at the boat. And 
ripped it hard, had it on for quite a second. My dad's watching it. He's going to grab grab for the net, and, and poof, there it comes off. Them things are, boy, do they have hard faces. Yeah. I got to get in the mode. You know, I got to get in the really ripping in their face mode again. Uh, so it's dinosaur it's a, bones. Yeah, it's a different it's a different type of, you know, fish, and yeah. it's... Yeah, it's uh, just like putting it right into bone. It's not smallmouth. You know, those... Those hooks go easy into the smallmouth face and right. hybrid faces and things that, you know, that I've been fishing. I got to get into bow fin mode. I got to get in a tough mode, getting ready to just rake these things in and really put it to them. And dad was out with me and uh, we were, f- I, I, I just went out uh, while I was buying her, uh, you know, life jacket. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to buy me some, uh, oh no, I take it back. It wasn't that day. I just bought my nephew, other uh, Lucas, a fisherman. <laughs> I bought him some stuff for his birthday. We went out and I, I had to buy two topwater frog lures for gear. You know, we had a lot of fun with PJ last year doing that. And uh, down the rabbit hole, huh? No, it's for for this. It's fun. I don't. It's, I'm not a gear guy. You know me. But uh, I'll go buy a couple, and, and it's fun to have them there. And if guys are with me and friends are with me that like to come down now and again and fish, like Shane's gonna come out next week for them. Cool. So. He, you know, he'll fish gear, and if he can get one to hit top water, you know, a top water frog, that's something that you know you'll you'll have fun. You remember whether it was on a gear rod for him or, or for me, it's a fly rod. Sure. Dad even took the smaller frog lure frog that I bought. He put it on the on the fly rod. <laughs> and was just whipping it out there, dude, and was actually able to send it pretty good. Nice. And I'm like, oh well, there's no, I don't, whatever. I don't care what you do. Yeah, he went through all kinds of different flies. He had why why that fly was on or the why that frog was on there. Uh he actually had a big bowfin come up, saw the whole body on this fish. It was up all on the top. Like usually they'll come and like kinda hit their mouse up on top. No, this whole I saw the whole thing and it was it was a good one. It was a twenty six. That's a nice bowfin. Twenty yeah, it was up and it was a big, big long one. It came up and moved on a, on a topwater, and he was, you know, you could tell he was jacked at that moment, and we're sitting in one side, and he was just, you could tell. He was, he was, okay, he didn't want to be in that spot at first, and he, I think I kind of pushed him into being where we were, and he wanted to be somewhere else, and immediately when that fish came up and hit at that thing, which I was getting no action whatsoever, but once he got that move, he, like, he felt like, oh, God, you know, and it hit his fly, just, or hit that frog, it just didn't, didn't get a hold of it. Uh, had a few other blow-ups on top water, which are, you know, again, like we were talking about earlier, even when I was throwing top water, man, I have a hard time with that. I, I have no faith. Like I am not that guy. I, as I much am. as I threw a bunch of it today and I'm like, I had no, and I'm like, uh, give me my, give me my, all right. I tied this fly for these for this and for a couple other kinds of fish that I think it'll work and it had a nice pack tail on it and it was a, a bulkhead I tied that was sitting here and boy it moved really well and I was really I was really I liked to fly a lot I was happy with what I did and how it turned out and how it was moving uh, it got one good swipe and I did you know it was one of those days where usually you can get them to come back again and again it was just one move they give you one move and then they were gone a lot of action earlier in the morning, a little less in the afternoon. Like I said, we moved a lot of fish, just I we didn't get any into the net. It's good so it's good to be out though, regardless. Oh, it was fun to be off my dad and my dad had mentioned taking one of the kids out with us and I was like, There's not a single kid coming on this boat today. 
<laughs> this is going to be you and I fishing like men, not worrying about a damn thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like I need, I need some time. Just me and you out on the water having some fun. Like, like we're gonna, like we're doing a recon. Like this is us trying to see what the fish are doing right now. So we start, you know, fishing these fish for the next few weeks. Right. As like, that water heats up and yeah, as as it goes, you know, the, the summer's just getting to be, uh, you know, and the water's not. We're not getting enough water to do anything with our water mm-hmm. and to put it up enough or to, you know, it's not making too much of fluctuation. I, I'm ready for some bowfin and it's a good fun breakup before I get back into, you know, more of the, maybe some, you know, late season hybriding and trout fishing will come back in, in September through, you know, some of that time of year in November and, and musky fishing as well. So, yeah, for me right now, as long as, as long as the water's below eighty, it's musky. You should, uh, you should come. Although try I really, I really want to go bowfin with you. I, I would like Mark we and should, I again. We'll have to get out together. We talked about it last week on the podcast. We all gonna, we got to plan that. I've been next, thinking about it. And I just some, haven't had any ambition to. Next few weeks, yeah. you know, maybe a month and a half from now, in middle of August, when shit really sucks. You know, and it's really getting to be hard fishing, and you know how mm-hmm. it can be in the middle of August. It gets to be a little trashy, and that's a good time for them too, as well. So, yeah. And if um, if we don't get any water between now and then, that's all we can fish for. Yeah, more or less. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, we get some calm. We'll see. Yeah, it'd we'll be nice see. to have more water. I'd have I need Warren to get like five inches of water. That's what I need. There you go. Fill up that reservoir so they quit cutting mm. uh, the discharge at the dam. Well, you want all the upper. You want it to rain even above that then? No, I need it to rain into the reservoir. And yeah, only, above it then. Only into the reservoir, right. Yeah. Yeah, like right above New it. York, uh, Warren, yeah. just fill that reservoir so they can keep pumping some water out. Because they have, they've cut the last twice in the last three weeks, four weeks. And it's we're below three feet again. Yeah, and it looks pretty bad down there. Yeah, Last time I went over, we talked about that too. Yeah. yeah, it's getting a little low. Um, yeah. Thank gosh we just had just enough to keep ours right at where it's at because if it goes any lower too, it's going to be just dismal. But uh, all right, well, that's that'll be the next few weeks for me. You guys will get to hear about plenty of those. Hopefully I'll be catching more and, you know, not losing as many. But if not, uh, you'll hear about that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you listen to it regardless. <laughs> hey. Um, no, we got a care package from a friend. We're going to move on. We did. Uh, and thank you, Zach. Uh, You're the man. Throw some of these things over to me, Chris. Uh, I left them all the way over where Jim sits, and I can't talk about them if they're not in front of my face. Thank you, dude. Uh, I think this one with the slick head is going to be mine. Uh, I don't know if Chris wants it. Uh, really, It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to take this one. That's it. We knew you would. And everybody else can have anything else they'd like. So I want you to know, Zach, that uh, I put a single size <laughs> 14 brown-bodied caddis in there. And I said, uh, Zach reached out to me specifically and said, this is the only fly that Jay's allowed to have. And tragically, he was super gracious about it. He wasn't like, really? He was like, awesome. That's so nice of him. For and I was like, Crap. I really, I wanted to troll him, but he was gracious. He was like, man, that's so cool. He tied that for me. Hey, man, I'm an appreciative guy, man. I like anything yeah. that might Come work. Some Kenyan kid. 
<laughs> you picked it up in a fly hey. shop. Um, corset. Well, yeah, I, I, I bought that caddis at a NCO, so it's probably. I don't know where they yeah. get their flies, but I have a pretty good feeling that uh, yeah. it was slave labor. Sure, yeah. not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, not, not tied. That's not, not, a, it's not waiting out. Cool. These flies, are, these flies <laughs> are great. Dude, he sent us, I don't know, what, a half a dozen articulated flies, a couple Mr. Wigglies, and really uh, good looking Mr. Wigglies. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, dude, thank you so much. The one I was taking, it looks like a and d It does. But it has a crustacean brush head, and uh, and it has um, like epoxy over top of it. Uh, Mark and I were talking about what it's going to do, the action and stuff. It, I love, even more than what it's going to do, I really like the color. Uh, it's a nice olive brown color. That's perfect for trout for where we fish. I'm gonna strip this thing through some nice trout water. I'm trout. Gonna, I'm yeah. Small mile <laughs> trout. No, this is gonna no. This, I I I still have the really nice yellow one. They caught a giant hybrid, and is yet to catch a trout, but it will. You know. I meant uh, that. That's yours. Long I keep time em. ago. Well, I was keeping it. <laughs> I mean, I give that one to Jimmy, but it's still hanging here. Dig it. And all these flies are gonna sit on the table. For a little while until... For a little while. They'll probably be here for a year and a half. Somebody takes... No, they'll be in no, Jay's somebody, box no, by Wednesday. That's not true. They'll be in the guest fly box, and anybody is more than happy to take that guest fly box if they're going to go fishing with it. Yeah, I like these clousers. I really like the hook you tied these clousers on. I've never tied a clouser on this kind of hook, but I really think that's going to give it uh, a, a good action. Oh, jig hook? Yeah. Yeah, that jig hook. Yeah, these are I like these a lot. Uh, also, if you Zach, if you're listening, high water or even for you to take, you know, when you go out for real stripers. Yeah, this would this, this would, would be, be a, a killer great, striper fly. Great fly. So you're gonna take you'll take those for the stripers. Yep, and and I these will be perfect to rip over the weeds. Like there's one spot that gets some weeds in the middle of you know in the towards the beginning middle of June. These would be fantastic for that. Absolutely fantastic. So thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. The Mr. Wigglegs. Oh, boy. Are you, I, I, we, I think we have a couple from you. Um, you know, they work for trouts and all kinds of different things. Smallies. Smallies. Like I said, small yeah. Certain time, we don't. We don't quite have, I mean, it, depending on where you go. I mean, if you go to the smaller creek, yeah. Even oh, a big we've got a lot of damsels coming off right now. Yeah, I, mean, I catch even a the day they're all over. I catch a lot of smallmouth on blue Mister Wigglies, but I don't move them. Right, like I I float with them. I don't I don't budge them. Every now and then, I'll just kind of twitch it to get a couple ripples, riffles, but that's in like every 10, 15 seconds. Just float with it at forty five degrees to the boat and let it let it just sit there, and then every now and then, just. Just jiggle it. And that season's coming up real quick, too. That season's here. Hopper season's going to be on yeah, pretty quick. August, usually, you'll see about a bajillion hoppers everywhere. Well, yeah. Hopper-wise, but your topwater season's yeah, here I'm, now. Yeah. Oh, topwater's top here, yeah. yeah. And I use the blue for the damselflies, and you know they've been all over mm -hmm. right now. But, again, Zach, you're the man. Thank you so much. Yeah, beautiful flies. There are a lot of nice smallmouth, uh, nice streamers, all kinds of nice stuff. Thank you so much. And we'll probably give one to Chad. Because uh, Chad will probably get a couple. Yeah, he will. Jim won't get any. 
for the record. Sorry, Jim. Actually, I'm not really. That's what you get for going to Florida. Yeah. Darn you. You jerk. By the way, uh, where are the snook pictures, old Jimmy? Jimmy? It's like Jimmy didn't seal the deal. Yeah, did did Diaz outfish you in oh, Florida for the snooks? Yes, I love it. I think he did. Good call. <laughs> hmm. Diaz caught a, got a couple of muskies the other day. He did. Yeah. He had a good yeah. that. Good yeah. for him. Yes. Yeah. I did see that as well. Mm-hmm. Another one of the friends in the SVS family. Just sent him them flies a couple of days ago. Nice. Good. Last week. Hey, Diaz, did you get in for the beast? Yes, I made sure to message him first thing Monday morning. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. I guess I don't know if you mentioned Torgy and them got a nice few couple muskies up there, too. They did. On yeah, had co- I think <coughs> on a couple urban fly company flies. Yeah, he got a couple, uh, I think that's first pure pets. Last I knew, he only got tigers. Nice. Yeah, Adam did. Good job. Do we have black, any teams oh, yeah. coming from Wisco? Do you know if Dan no. put a team in or no. they didn't? Not that I'm aware of, no. I talked to Bam, and he said he wasn't making it down. I don't believe any. Not that I know I'm aware of. Could be, but I don't know. That could be bad for Treelands moving their tournament. Like, they might move it back to the same weekend. You know, if we don't have people going between the two tournaments, they might they might move it back. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah, don't, I, knows? I don't know the exact, but if there is, there may be. There may be a couple Wisco teams in that. I don't know. That'd be great. I would have to say, well, I'd have to keep up a lot of... Uh, I still have a lot of vacation time, but I'd have to save up a lot of vacation time if we were going to go all the way to Minnesota and then come all the way back down. Oh, it's just Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin, either which way. And, you know, fish the beast as well and do all that kind of stuff. Save a lot of vacation time for that year. You guys let me know when we're going. Yeah, Yeah, it ain't going to be in August, I can tell you that. I will go to Treelands. Uh, I mean, to the Treelands. Oh, to the Treelands. I thought you meant for this year. Not this year. No, no. No, I think this year's a wash. Yeah, not in August. Yeah. Uh, and that was the only time I could do it, so. Yeah. No, I'm still going to Peoria, Illinois for 11 days. Ugh. I was excited when I was spending four or five of those in Wisconsin. But uh, now it's going to be Peoria. But we're going to go to my brother-in-law's uh, camp and cabin, and it, it's a big old, old strip mine lake, and it's full of bass and crappie. Mm. And uh. those... Those fish never see a popper. Like every time I go there and I just plop down a Booglebug or a Mr. Wiggly, I'm in within 10 seconds. Wham! You sure you don't want one of these big old frogs, bro? You throwing that, that spinning gear? I'm not throwing spinning gear. On the flyer, not at throwing, all. Throwing a Wiggly on, flyer, on a five-foot ultralight. You can take my, uh, my sticker. No, that's not true. I, you gave me one. I will throw spinning gear when we... That the day we decide that we want to have crappie for dinner, I'm, you know, I'm gonna put oh, crappie yeah. jigs on and but I mean so they stocked this lake like 10, 15 years ago, and everything you catch out of this lake you have to harvest. Otherwise it's gonna be over pond. It's gonna be overpopulated. So, you know, when we go crappie fishing for three hours, we come back with two five gallon buckets full of crappie bigger than my hand. Heck yeah, that's good eating. Yeah, that might be some of the best eating. Yeah, but it's it sucks cleaning them though, right? Like <laughs> you look at two, bad. yeah, but you look at two five gallon buckets of crappie and you're like, I gotta clean all these. Let's go, yeah. let's do it. It's like they it's look the like tilapia part. fillets. But uh, I'm I'm gonna do a lot of fishing there. Uh, 
I'd like to find something else to fish for in that area other than like the bass out of that Is pond. there? I don't know. I don't know that area. I mean, there's the there's the Illinois River, which is dirtier than your river. Uh, I could, yeah, I could go out on a boat and we could. Ours is the start of that thing, probably. We could hit uh, the flying carp with baseball bats, which would be kind of fun. Dude, that would be that awesome. Would be you should do that. <laughs> you should do it. As big as you are, because they're not going to knock you out of the boat. You should just go out and clothesline them. I should take my boat, and we'll just run it along the Illinois, because it makes a fair amount of noise, and that's all it oh, takes to yeah. get those those carp aluminum. jumping. Yeah, that oh. could be fun. I want to see video of you punching a carp in the face <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like I would, uh, that, that would go viral on the SVS. You see this car come out and just plow. Chris just smash it in the head. I've watched all these videos of people killing Wear a helmet. Carp. Like guys wearing helmets. Like some guy wore uh, a shredder suit for oh, a teenage that's awesome. mutant yes. girl, <laughs> and he's stabbing them with the claws and headbutting them, and they're catching them. And oh, it's awesome! Yeah, it's a, it's you, a good rabbit hole to go. You down. should go do that, ah, that if you fun. can figure it out. That would be a lot of fun. Mm. But I uh, I I don't really know anybody. Over, I mean, other than my wife's family, I don't know anybody over there. So. I'll fish and hang out. And I don't, oh, Dustin Hines lives like 15, 20 minutes away from there. Oh, well, you got to get a hold of Dustin then. Yeah, he you lives have in to meet Dustin. Smallmouth. Yeah, yeah. He, he lives in El Paso, I think. And El Paso is not far from there. El Paso is not big, but it's not far from there. Well, you need, we, we'll have to, you'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Because he's, he would, he's a wonderful time to hang out with. Also, uh, you're gonna I need think, a lot of Evan Williams. I think he yeah, likes she, bourbon too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> so. think, I, I think he likes it. I don't think his wife likes it. Yeah, I get that. I uh, mean, I feel <laughs> that in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still going out there in yeah. in, in August. Awesome, awesome. Smallmouthing. Yeah, I'd love to do some smallmouthing out there. That would be. I mean, we're not far from the Kankakee. We're like an hour and a half from the Kankakee, and I know there's smallmouthing there. I don't know any of these places you're spot blowing, but I'm oh, sure the Illinois people. I'm I'm not spot blowing the Kankakee River. <laughs> I'm sure all these Illinois people love it. Some dude in a what was that summer summer heat summer what was haze summer haze yeah there was a guide on the Kankakee for on summer haze yeah so I'm not blowing that one up. All right. Well, fall asleep. On that yeah. note, we're old people now, Mark. Yeah. We've been going for a long time. Four forty-five. We're about two hours deep, so yeah. Mark, who we brought to you by? We got Sims Fishing. Find them at simsfishing.com. A Rex hooks, fresh and salt water. Check them out. Cortland lines. They got all kinds of goodies from trout to salt water to muskie to you name it. And Yeti built for the wild. Friends of the show, Ryan Evans up at Queen City Guiding. Looking forward to seeing you in October, my friend. Michael Davis, Down to Earth Wealth Management. Thomas Shank. At Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Muskie Fool and the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. Congratulations again on filling your tournament in record time. Thank you guys for listening. If you're not on the Facebook page, uh, please go ahead and join. It's the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns, questions for the show, hit us up on the Facebook page or send us an email at svsflyfishingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys.